Perfect. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia. No better way to start the day. My friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Incidentally, just a, a friendly open letter to Governor Christie. It is not fair game to do what the federal government did to President Trump. It is not fair game. Wait, I, I thought that was one of the worst comments that Chris Christie has ever made. First of all, when something's never been done before, never, ever, never, never been done before, why is it being done now? Listen to people. Don't listen to that crap. He's running for president and it's just a it's just a cheap shot. Listen to people like Jonathan Turley, who's a Democrat, by the way, but he's a fair minded Democrat. Merrick Garland made a mess of himself yesterday. Also, too, it's just this administration is late and wrong and weak about everything. When you announce that you're going to be making a statement, you have to arrive at least if it's fashionably late. No problem. But when you are way late, it looks like you're in trouble. It looks like you're rewriting your term paper. The optic was terrible. Also, memo to staff. Assign Merrick Garland a little bit of remedial training because he read the teleprompter horribly. Just a poor, poor performance. And the content, look, I understand law enforcement, they're not going to say certain things. It's their secret squirrel and all this. But even what he said, you could drive tractor trailers through the nonsense. He, he Because this is so unprecedented, he has to say we, we usually like to do these things I forget the exact term he used, but, you know, less invasively. That wasn't the word, but that's the meaning. Well, then why didn't you? What are you? Someday your guys are going to lie and say he had nuclear documents. This looks so bad. And you watch. They're not going to release everything. They'll release some things. And they'll say there's certain th- certain things we can't release. Oh, it's so bad. I mean, once again, Republicans get treated one way. Democrats get treated another way. I don't care what they say. Uh, we we administer the rule of law without fear or favor. Get the hell out of here. Nobody's nobody believes that you don't believe it when you say that. Also. Merrick Garland and Christopher Ray completely dishonest in their righteous indignation about FBI agents being criticized. That's not what's happening. Nobody's blaming the line staff. They're blaming you. Both of you. You see how they do it, though? This, and this is such a, a common Democrat ruse that they do. You are criticizing them 
their leadership, how they've destroyed the credibility of the Justice Department and the FBI. And then they act like people are criticizing field agents. No, they're not. And anybody out there knows that's a fair-minded person. When you see someone doing their job, and many times you know they're really uncomfortable when they know that they're following an order that's wrong. And that raid was wrong. Trump had double locked these things. Everything that the other side was asking for, this did not have to go this way. But I have to say, and, and it's, a, it's a bit macabre, and, and again, out of my sort of comfort zone or my character, but I'm glad this happened. To challenge is not you. You're plugged in. You know every nuance. You know this better than 99.9% infinity of all Americans. But I still have to speak these words. So they're not to you. They did not have to do what they did. It's going to be proven. I have no doubt about it. And you know, when certain Democrats are telling senior Republicans, hey, you better back off of your defense because there's things you don't know. Well, how do you know them? A little bit later in the program, if I have the opportunity, I'm going to share with you a former staff writer for the New York Times, or I should say, I think an op-ed writer for the New York Times, Barry Weiss. It's a female, not a male. B-A-R-I, I believe. She tells it like it is. She actually came out, and I want to give you more on this, but let me just tease it a little bit. She came out and said that Tim Scott's op-ed piece, the New York Times called Chuck Schumer before printing it. They, they wanted to get Chuck Schumer's permission. Can you believe the country that we're living in? I mean, this should be this. This should be the congressional hearing focus of a committee on un-American activities. I'm telling you, I cannot wait. If I had the power, if I had the magical power, I would make it first week of January of 2023. That would be with a heavy heart because we'd be forfeiting about five, six months of our lives, which is too short as it is. And, you know, I cherish one of the great benefits of the past 30 plus years for me. Everything I do is based on time. I'm almost never late. I'm almost always hurly. And I just have a reverence for time. If you had to live as I live, I mean, think about it. During a break, if I want to step out for just a moment, for whatever reason, who knows, to use the bathroom, to fill my water bottle in the in the executive lounge here at Town Square Media, whatever it might be, everything I do is based on time. When I get up, I mean, there are a lot of people who get up the same time every day. I have to get up the same time every day. 
And then I have to start at a certain time and I have to break in 30 seconds. And then I have to come back in whatever time it is, four minutes and nine seconds after that, which is exactly right because I'm timing the break. I'm looking at the clock. Everything I do is predicated on time. So for me to be willing to wish away any time is beyond extraordinary. But I almost can't take anymore how criminal these people are. What do you do when the criminals are the highest ranking people in your country? They are not honest people. Sorry if that upsets anyone. The president is dishonest. I believe he's been a dishonest man for 50 years. He is a documented plagiarist and serial congenital liar. These these things are truths. They're not opinions. He is part of what I think is a criminal syndicate where they have sold out America to enrich themselves. I cannot wait until these hearings start. Not not kangaroo court, not one-sided where there's no cross-examination and the other side doesn't even have a chance like this January 6th slop. I want Joe Biden under oath. I want Christopher Ray under oath. I want Merrick Garland under oath, Hunter Biden under oath. And we've got to get to the bottom of a lot of very sick un-American activities that have been going on. Not documents that they knew exactly who had them and where they had them. And then you go do this this circus stunt raid. And we got to listen to people say, it's not a raid. It's it's they were a search warrant. Yeah, right. Sure. Should I look past the AK-14 assault rifles brandished out in the open? Just just ignore that. Right. This is just a just a document paperwork. So dishonest, so unbelievably bad. This portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us in part. By the official, the exclusive casino hotel for the Hurley in the Morning program, Resorts Casino Hotel. I'm Tommy Laren. Find out what's causing such an uproar next. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-328-9696. That's 800-328-9696. Congress prepares to pass a new tax and spend bill deceptively labeled the Inflation Reduction Act, and part of that bogus legislation includes a massive investment in the IRS. Of all the things struggling American people need right now, I don't think it's 87,000 more IRS agents. But if that wasn't triggering enough, there's more. In an online job posting from the agency, one of the key duties and requirements listed for special agents is willingness to use deadly force if necessary. And oh boy, did the internet freak out over that. So much so that the posting was briefly taken down before reappearing on the site. Now, the IRS job carries the same requirement 
government as other law enforcement agencies such as the FBI. But given all the recent controversies surrounding our government agencies, it's no wonder folks were startled by it. $80 billion for the IRS? No, thank you. The last thing we need to build is the size of government. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at Fox News Commentary. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. You know, there's a statistic that I've been trying to share with you all week. That's how crazy things are getting. Listen to this. This comes from an expert. Forgive me. I would have remembered. I've had this in my tickler file since Monday. Now it's it's just off the top of my head. But a very credible person was discussing what the $400 billion that these Democrats are bankrupting us with, just that's assigned to the climate portion of this three quarters of a trillion dollar boondoggle, formerly known as the Inflation Reduction Act. Do you know they laughed? I finally got, I knew the truth, but I finally got confirmation of it. As soon as they got done voting, they laughed and they said the Inflation Reduction Act was a Trojan horse. How about that? These people are just despicable. And they've got to be removed from power. I want them to live long, unhappy lives. They've got to go. They are so dangerous and so injurious to our country. Get ready. $400 billion is going to reduce the temperature by... Nine ten thousandths of one degree. You with me? Nine ten thousandths of a degree. How they sleep at night, these unimaginable bastards. Nine ten thousandths of a degree. Can you imagine if you scaled this down? To whatever size company you work for. I'm not going to say, you know, if you had a $400 billion budget or a $400 billion expenditure, because nobody listening basically has that. But scale it down. Say you have an annual budget of a couple of million or a line item of $10,000, $15,000, whatever it is. Let's let me just pick a number that you just made a call of something that would cost your company a hundred thousand dollars and then you told your boss that it would be effective at the fraction of nine ten thousandths the next thud that you should hear would be it would be like a um a mr uh spacely of spacely sprockets saying you're fired and then bam the door would close these unaccomplished thieves that are stealing from your great 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 grandchildren what a disgrace so just so you are comfortable to know that's the analysis billion is going to reduce the temperature by nine ten thousandths of one degree. And I don't even believe that 
I, I, I believe it's a total lie. Coming up a little later this morning, your phone calls in hour number two. That would be the seven o'clock hour. Looking forward to that at 609-407-1450. And then as we do from time to time, a scheduled. These are not impromptu. These are scheduled. A scheduled mental health break where we are going to discuss the summer of live music. Because it's been extraordinary. Nothing like it that I'm aware of. Don Hurley, who I think is one of the preeminent music experts in the country, let alone in the metro market, he concurs and he'll speak in depth about it. I just know when you have the former country concert, you have what's happening now this weekend with this incredible lineup, Luke Bryan and all kinds of other people that will be performing. When you have what's happening at Kennedy Plaza every week, at Summers Point Outdoors, at the Ocean City Music Pier, not even mentioning the hotel casino entertainment policy. This is the summer of live music concerts at a level that we have never seen before. And I love it, even though I haven't gone to one of them. I was supposed to go to the Bacon Brothers, and uh, COVID-19, of course, got in my way. Almost, almost pulled it off. But I didn't think it was fair to go out. It, it, I mean, legally, I, we, Margie and I could have gone. We were in that window where you, you're allowed out, but you would wear a mask. I'm not going to do that. I was still positive. I'm not doing that to anybody. I think, and I know a lot of people do do it, and I, I think it's it's discourteous. So we made a decision. We gave our tickets away, uh, and I understand that the folks we gave them to had an amazing time because we Margie got the tickets, uh, she bought them, and they were really good seats. We were dead center. I can't remember, but I think something like row three, something really really good. If you're in the music pier, there are no risers. So for me, I want to be as close to the stage as possible. There are some theaters where actually it's better to be towards the middle for sound and everything else. But there are typically theaters that have nice risers and you 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 can see. But if everybody is at the same level and you're way in the back... Uh, I will tell you from a sound point of view, it sounds great no matter where you are in the music pier. And they've done a really good job with the sound. But I like to be up close. I'm not spoiled, but I I I just like it. And we were really looking forward to that, which, again, falls into my category of I have very bad luck with little things. But extraordinary luck with big things. It's just that's been... For as long as I can remember, that's been my life story. Odd, weird things that probably on a hundred occasions I have been on the receiving end of, huh, it's like almost like tilt your head, hmm? I mean, puzzlement, huh, never heard of this ever. I said, I know, but you don't know me. I'm telling you, if it's not if it's if it's not a hundred, it's two hundred times. 
I run into things that are inexplicable that people have never heard of. I say, well, I'm not making it up. You heard of it now. It's happened. I'm your guy. What are we going to do about it? And then you go about the problem solving. But they're again, they're never big things. So I I chalk it off as uh, I'm blessed. And I'm also a big believer. You cannot have everything every day going spectacular. You think you would want that. You won't appreciate good unless you have a balance, a mixture, a blend of the adversity with it. That's just the way that it is. And another thing that I think it does, it never if it and I've been very fortunate with this. I never get too high and I never get too low. I don't like the bad stuff, but the bad stuff ultimately, very, very typically, if not 100 percent of the time, there's always something good that comes out of it. It's it's macabre to, to say that, to think that. But something good comes out of it. A learning experience built building of character an appreciation for when things are better. And listen, that comes from a guy that put clear tape on the only pair of sneakers that he had as a young adult or sold his bicycles and baseball card collection. I mean, so you just have to take all of that and all of these life experiences. I still, by the way, keep in my closet this pair of sneakers that have the clear packing tape on them. I didn't want to put duct tape because it would look absolutely terrible. I don't think the clear tape looks so great. And I had to worry about it a little bit because it you know, got a little slippery on the bottom. You can't just tape the side. You, 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 it's not going to hold. So it was a little tricky there. And I did a couple little things to make that non-stick a little bit. But I look at those sneakers. I would say maybe I, I used to look at them a lot more than I do now. They're many, many decades old, but I look at them at least once a year. I used to look at them all the time and just be so grateful for how things, you know, turned out as opposed to tougher times. But it is the tough times that that build the character. And I'm a firm believer if it was just all, you know, positive and 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 spectacular uh it wouldn't be because you wouldn't have any balance whatsoever so you need it my other experience is every time things are going really really good i know something is is about is around the corner you don't know what it is but something is lurking around the corner and what that does is i think that keeps you even keeled And even if for a moment you even thought about getting impressed with yourself, it just knocks you right back down. And then you're right where you should be. Humble and, you know, appreciative and waiting for the next good thing, the next great thing. And, of course, the next challenge. Because they're always, always lying, lurking around the corner. We'll be right back. It's 33 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. 
This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Mark Antonio, what a great guy. The new president of the Casino Association of New Jersey. We have the story. It's pretty in-depth. Check it out. I wrote this one this morning, and I didn't title it Philadelphia is Becoming Deadwood, but that's basically what it is. It's unlivable. You can't visit it. Uh, it's, it's, it's just terrible what's going on. We lay it out for you on the app. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Morning clouds and spits of rain will give way to sunshine this afternoon. More importantly, it is not going to be humid today. It will be breezy at times and nice and warm. High temperature around 84. Clear and comfortable tonight. Low 63. Really nice day coming up for your Saturday. Sunny and a high of 82. Increasing clouds and 83 Sunday with a chance of a late day shower. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Finding great candidates to hire can be like early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. The first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 40 minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Open forum coming up in 20 and then the break, 25 minutes. Don Hurley on the summer of live music 2022, which has been... I believe, record-setting. And then our weekly Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show preview. We're going to visit today with Howdy McCann Jr., who I believe I've watched him now for almost 20 years. He is the best air show announcer in the country. And you'll hear his amazing voice. He's just terrific. And this year's air boss, no stranger to the Atlantic City Air Show, but... It's always been David Schultz himself, but David Schultz will be at a different jurisdiction, a brand new jurisdiction that David Schultz Air Shows is working with. And so Greg Whitmer, who is a veteran at the Atlantic City Air Show, but has never been the air boss himself, uh, will have his debut. So we'll talk about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. I want to comfort you because I told you what was going to be happening during scared time. The last few months before the midterm election, this is so eerily similar to 1994 when the media kept lying. And I kept telling the truth. And I said, I don't know what they're talking about, but Republicans are going to win the House for the first time in 40 years and Republicans are going to win the Senate. I guaranteed it. I knew it. You could feel it was palpable. The Democrat media took the approach that Democrats would retain control of both houses of Congress. It was only by a matter of by how many numbers. They just flat out lied. Then, of course, they were so shocked. America has had a temper tantrum. I mean, they just couldn't believe it because America is never allowed to be great, even good, unless Democrats are in control. If Democrats are not in control, then something is dramatically wrong. All right, we've been on a roll. We're getting a lot of text messages. People have been very pleased with our opening here this morning and sending me encouragement. And so I ran a little bit long. I want to get the last break in so that when we come back, we will have a nice, comfortable length segment and not be compressed because I'm going to give you empirical evidence, not these liars who lie about lying, but I'm going to give you the actual mood of the country 
And this is this is prior to this unimaginable, unjust, unprecedented raid on President Trump's home. Imagine if people were getting polled today, because I'm telling you, unless you're a political blank hole, you know that's wrong. Whatever your party affiliation is, you know that's wrong. What they did is indefensible. And it's backfiring on them. Why do you think after three days, this puny weakling Merrick Garland, who inspires no confidence whatsoever, poorly took to the microphone and demonstrated what a bad teleprompter reader he is. I said to my wife, Margie, I said, this looks like a hostage video. This is incredible. And here's another thing I believe. And everything else I said is the truth. And it's not opinion. This is not a lie, but I can't prove it. I don't believe Merrick Garland approved this raid. I believe the earlier story that was told. That he knew that something might happen and that he didn't know when it I really believe he didn't know that it was happening that night. Maybe he had an inkling that it could happen and that it may happen. But he took, I I give him a little bit of credit. He said, I made the decision. And that's what a leader has to say. If he had come on and said, I I didn't even know this was going to happen, but I support it. I mean, he would have looked terrible. What, nobody talked to you about raiding for the first time in American history? The home of the immediate past president who within a matter of weeks or no more than a couple of months will be a candidate, the leading candidate, not only for his major party nomination, but the leading candidate in the polls to be the next president. So that would be inconceivable to me. But I do think he didn't know that it was at night. And a lot of people, I'm sure, don't agree with that statement. And, and honestly, the more I say it, the more I don't believe that that could be the case. But he did take responsibility for making the decision. And that was about the only thing that even resembled leadership. Now, that doesn't mean good leadership because it's a very poor decision. But at least he did take ownership of it. We'll be back. This is. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ten minutes before the top of the hour. That may be something that all of us need to do. You, The knee-jerk reaction, you even hear me say it. Go, uh, go Google that. Google has become like an action verb. It's become like Band-Aid instead of plastic strip. It it has become the default where you go. And, and why do we participate? Half the country were getting screwed by people like this. Remember I would tell you during the last election cycle uh, and the one before that, you, you Google Hillary Clinton and they bury all the bad news. It's all great news for page after page after page. And then with Trump, it is just loaded, front end loaded with the worst possible news. They have such 
control of our lives. They track our movements. If you ever wonder why, if you look for a, a pair of sneakers or a pair of slacks or whatever, and you didn't pull the trigger and buy it, that you get bombarded now even with text messages. Unless you really fortify the monitoring that goes on that tracks everything. They know where you shop. They know where you travel. They put out analytics that can prove where you are at given times. It's really scary stuff that goes on. And yet there are these other alternatives that aren't invasive that can get you what you need. And I think most people go with the enemy. Really makes no sense. All right, now for the good news. Oh, it's not good news, but it's it's it'll be good for a good election result. 75% of Americans are dissatisfied with our country's direction. This is Democrats, Republicans, independents, it's everybody. It's up from 67% in May, 53% in April of 2021. Eight in 10 Republicans are dissatisfied. 91% of independents are dissatisfied. And let me go to the graph. I I believe it's 63% of Democrats, but let me go to it. 81% 81% of the country gives the economy negative marks. Uh, let's see. I know I saw Democrats in this. Hold on. There's just a lot of information. I have so many pages. I have 17 pages here. All right. I'm going to go with my memory. It was 63% of Democrats also disapprove of the direction of the country. It's pretty amazing. Here's another question. Do you see any signs the economy has started to turn the corner and the worst is over? 71% said no. Only 25% said yes. Biden's approval is at 42%. It's really amazing. But the Fox News poll consistently gives Biden his highest approval rating. He's in the 30s in, in every other poll. 35 to 38 in that range. 42%. In June of 2021, he had an approval rating of 56%, which he didn't even, he didn't deserve that then. He's actually up from 40%, but it's statistically within the margin of error because it's plus or minus three points. So it really is, 42 is the same as 40. But still, That's the highest you will see. So it's not like this poll is skewed the way the Democrats do it. It says the president receives negative ratings across the issues. Energy policy, 40 percent approval. Invasion, Russian invasion of Ukraine, 40 percent approval. Foreign policy, 38 percent approval. Border security, 36 percent approval. The economy, 32% approval. Inflation, 27% approval. 
approval. Climate change, 42% approval. Even underwater on climate change. How about that? Here's another one to show you just how dour the mood is right now in America. You remember, seems like a year ago, but it was only July 31st. And today's, what, the 12th? Not even two weeks. You you have to admit. That's why, if you hear anything today, almost it doesn't even matter. In a couple of days, it'll be like it didn't even happen. That's how fast the news cycles are now. But the killing of Ayman al-Zawahiri, 28% of voters think that killing al-Zawahiri made the United States safer. More than half says it makes no difference whatsoever. Wow. And the Congressional Democrats are at 39% approval. I mean, this thing is just, it's just filled with how completely disgusted, how fed up the American people are with what's going on in this country. There's no, no question about it. President Trump's lawyer last night after Merrick Garland spoke said that Garland and his depiction of Mar-a-Lago and the events that took place was inaccurate. He didn't say much at all, and he still couldn't even get it straight because they don't they they know believe me they know what's coming and and don't don't think that when Merrick Garland said and we've taken steps to ask the court to uh unseal the search warrant and the list of the things that were taken oh oh really you act like that's proactive you're getting sued right now to release the information and the judge ordered the Biden administration, the same judge that doesn't like Trump, when all that comes out, his tweets about Trump and how how he stayed on that and, and issued that search warrant is just incredible to me. Conflicted as can be, but does it anyhow. Really bad stuff. But he's told the Biden administration you have until Monday to respond to the request. So, they are responding, and it, verbally, Merrick Garland did respond. Of course, they I'm sure they will or have. They need to do the paperwork to formally keep their word, but he said they're going to move to unseal all of this, and then we'll get to take a look at it. And then you decide. You're not going to need me. You will be able to decide, was that really the only way that this could be done? This could not be done Hillary Clinton was destroying evidence, and the FBI knew it. Pickaxes to devices, bleach bit, flat out destroying, vaporizing documents, illegal server to begin with. Every word I just spoke, not opinion, fact. And they didn't do any raid on her. There's no raid ever on on Hunter Biden. But look how they do this. So after we find out how they got this warrant, what they said, because remember, they falsified warrants before some of these people to the Pfizer court, FISA court. Let's see. And we'll make our own determination, you, independent of me. And you'll decide whether this could have been 
maybe another subpoena demanding production of certain documents or if the negotiations that were going on could have continued. After all, there's evidence that they did double lock things and they were working collegially together, even if not in total agreement, working through things. I don't believe they can justify what they've done. Your calls are next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. 609. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's six minutes past the hour. Very quickly, uh, tragic looks like it will be a tragic ending. Anne Heche, um, very, very famous, obviously, as an actress, also very famous earlier in life for her partnership with Ellen DeGeneres. And um, kind of tragic how things didn't seem to go that well later in, in her life, later in her career. And, uh, of course, supremely tragic how it appears that it's going to end. She continues to be on life support. The media has confirmed that this was really a very thorough, well done, terrible news, but well done CBS news piece that I read about three o'clock or so this morning. And I just ran out of time in the last segment. I'm going to tell you briefly about this and then get right to your calls. But you probably saw the video of her flying through this intersection, the crash, the fiery crash and everything. Uh, she is in beyond critical condition. In, in fact, they're basically saying she's gone. She's being kept alive by equipment. They, they're calling it uh, severe anoxic brain injury, which what that means is that she sustained injury because of lack of oxygen to the brain. So you know what happens there. You know, basically everything dies. They say, quote, she is not expected to survive. It has, been a lo- it has long been her choice to donate her organs and she is being kept on life support to determine if any are viable. So she's gone. And uh, that's very, very sad. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How are you this morning? Very well. Thank you. <laughs> you know, Harry, uh, it's like watching a horror movie, what's going on in this country. And um, it makes you wonder if this is, how do you say, what's happening is biblical. Um, it, it's it's like the end of days, you know, they're telling your children what sex they should be at a young age, the indoctrination that's going on. They're going after President Trump in such a diabolical, demonic way. Uh, I do believe they may have jumped the shark with the raid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agreed. That's a term I heard from you. Thank and you. I And I, and I like that. Yeah. That's a, that's a, 
that's a good description of I they they jumped the gun thinking that the Americans and they're always wrong would be aligned with this type of uh, approach to a president, a past president, to disrespect the hatred that they have for this man is so apparent. It's so obvious. It's frightening. And why it's frightening is they're in charge. There's no such thing as a free uh, democratic society anymore. I look at the world completely different. My my glasses have been tainted. Um, Republicans are in on it. Uh, Democrats are leading it. Uh, there should be such outrage when this happened to President Trump. And the fact that he broke the story, he told the Americans what's going on. They were so sneaky about it. It was like they thought they could do it, get it over with, and then maybe talk about it. And there, while it was happening, he's telling the Americans, they're invading my home. This is what they're doing. They are so, you know, the devil is evil, but the devil has always been stupid. He's always been he's, he misjudged. He misjudges all the time. He makes mistakes. Good and evil, that's why good has to prevail. It has to prevail in this situation. And I'll tell you something. I pray to God that God keeps him strong. And I know he will because this man has something that no other man has. Because he's been through so much. And he continues to stand. He continues to move forward in life. So he does love this country and Americans who are destroying it from within because it is being destroyed. Forget what's happening at the border. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's a tragedy. It's an invasion. But those people aren't going to destroy this country. It's who is here that's going to destroy this country. It's the liberals that are going to destroy this country. It's these people that all of a sudden... I don't know who raised them, but this generation, these people in the government, little by little, we are watching our rights, our freedoms just taken away. And like sheep, just like the Republicans sitting there like sheep. Oh, oh well, I guess we'll, you know, we'll wait till November. Oh, well, we'll wait till 24. In the meantime, are, are we going to... Meanwhile, have you have the Democrats, I mean, coming out with flamethrowers playing for keeps. I agree. I, I'll be honest with you. I just sat back and just enjoyed listening to your monologue that was just spot on, spot on in every way. It is time. That's why I said yesterday I'm actually revisiting some of my own. This is very, this is tough stuff because I was raised a certain way. I don't wish people ill. I don't go after people. I don't believe in treating people uh, the way that this other side does. But they're basically killers, and they're coming at us with with magnum sized equipment, and the the, the other side, us, are are firing uh, little pieces of wadded spit paper in, in paper straws because the Democrats told us we can't even fire them in plastic anymore. So you're right about this, but here's how I do feel. I think I'll say the term "we," even though I do not believe that we are a collective they are a collective 
we have had enough. We are going to make a course correction. When we win, they will now be on the defense. That's why I have to say, and you were right about all the things you said about President Trump is equipped. There's nobody I know in this country that could handle the full frontal assault that this man has been under for the past seven years. It's inhuman. And not only has he survived it, he's thriving. And this has put him back on the offense. They made a big mistake here, Bridget. <laughs> Harry, I totally agree. And I, I'm, I'm just hopeful. And, and I hope that Americans understand that maybe not in our generation, but at some point, this divided country, this 50-50, this, this mania, this craziness, they will eventually take over because this has been the plan forever. And at some point, you know, Harry, people, not like you said, not everybody votes. Only a certain amount of Americans vote. People are going to become brainwashed and they're going to believe the garbage that comes from the fake news media. And it's just going to happen. We're going to lose our country. We will become a Venezuela. Well, only if we don't win on November 8th. And, Bridgette, we are going to win on November 8th and we're going to get our country back. And then we have a two year push to close the deal. And I believe that what I just said is going to happen. Absent that, what you said is true. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, Harry. And yes, I know there will be a course correction. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the demise of our country yeah. with the next generation or the, yeah. fo- you know, the future. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, hey look, I- if you look at the demographics uh, and, and the philosophy that right now and the brainwashing that's happening in our in our schools at the earliest age, that's why they started all this stuff with the toddlers. They, they, I mean, my God, it used to be they waited till they got to college. Now, now they're grabbing them, you know, at age five. Yeah, because that's when they're most, that's when the children are like sponges. That's when you can, um, uh, what's, what's, what's. We'll use the word indoctrinate. How do you like that? Exactly. Thank exactly, you. Harry. You. you can imprint on them forever. Yeah. And they yeah. will, they will, uh, they will keep those philosophies. Through the rest well, of I'm their telling life. you right now, and I know this is a, is a truth. You have some of these schools, they actually relish in making the children hate their parents. How sick, how sick is, how sick is that statement? Yeah, I know. I know. Bridget, I don't want to do this, but I have to go. Call me again. It's been too long. We'll be right back. 609-407-1450, open phone line. I am Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one news uh, talk radio station because of you. And here is my friend and yours, Sean Hannity. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. The distrust with the DOJ and the FBI regarding all things Donald Trump has been earned, Mr. Garland. You've earned it. And the way you have acted this week without any information to the American public just reinforces the understanding of the American people that you can't be fair and have not been fair. Your history speaks for itself. 
it speaks loudly and it speaks clearly because your FBI, Department of Justice, they were willing to abuse power and use a dirty Russian dossier to destroy Donald Trump. And nobody's been held accountable. The Sean Hannity Show from coast to coast later today. All right, it's summertime, and if your project to-do list looks anything like mine, it's probably pretty long. You can stay cool, save up to 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com, and ordering online does not mean sacrificing style or service. At Blinds.com, they have premium selections of shades and shutters and drapes and so much more. They have outdoor shades. Just go to Blinds.com right now, save up to 40% off site-wide, up to 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. This portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us in part by United Methodist Communities at the Shores. And it is a, it is a fantastic property. It's a fantastic facility. And they've done such a great job. They have two bistros, two restaurants, one bistro. A full updated fitness area. The renovation that's taken place makes it look like a hotel. You have a front desk area. You see the sign that says Bistro. I mean, it it is so incredibly well done. And they really care. They care so much. It's an opportunity for you if you call 609-399-8505 to tour if you're considering senior living options for yourself or a loved one i recommend united methodist communities at the shores yes it's fully remodeled and all the things that i mentioned it's three short blocks from the famous ocean city boardwalk they're at 2201 bay avenue in ocean city to learn more about united methodist communities at the shores in ocean city Simply call 609-399-8505. That's 609-399-8505. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. And to our listeners, we do have open phone lines at 609-407-1450. It's our only open forum today. Now until the top of the hour. Very, very busy morning coming up. You're on the air. Go. Yes, good. Yep, good morning. Yes, Merrick Garland is one... Of 13 people that have foreign interests with uh, countries that are antithetical to our country, uh, it's provable, too. Uh, Anita Dunn is a senior advisor to the Biden administration. Her favorite uh, uh, political genius is Mao Zedong, so that speaks volumes for her. And also Jeffrey, Jeffrey Flake, Mr. Flake out himself, he's ambassador to Turkey, and he has a... interest with uh, uranium mining in regard to uh, Iran getting that uranium. I think that's far-fetched. Well, remember that 21% of our uranium is in the hands of Rosatom, which is the premier uranium enrichment company company of uh, Russia. 
And that was uh, through the help of uh, the then Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton. And that's provable. So it's not, it's not deniable. So that's what we're up against here. We're up against people that are traitors to the United States of America. Now, good and bad goes all the way back to our beginnings. There's nothing new in that. And we need to get away from that left-right paradigm. Republican good, Democrat bad. No, Democrat good, Republican bad. I say, how about if they're both bad? How about if they're both bad? What then? What do we do then? Because, well, at least with the Republicans, we have a chance of retaining our constitutional republic. Forget about it, because William, Coop, William Milton Cooper was correct that the Democrat Party has been used as a sharpened tool to destroy America. That's my words, but basically that's what I got from reading Behold a Power Horse. Flash, let me ask you your interpretation of this, because I've been in search of an answer for more than 30 years, and I can't find it. Why would anyone vote against their own self-interest, espouse policies that will destroy our country? What is in it for these people to do this? Because there's no mistaking they are trying to ruin our country. They're trying to destroy it. Biden policies, and it's just like Obama policies, and Obama said it, Biden lies. At least Obama told us the truth. He wanted to make energy prices high. And they, they what is in it for them to do these things? Well, on a, uh, on a regular person's level, it's cognitive dissonance, of course, because I know a lot of good people that vote left. It's just they think they think uh, they think that uh, Donald Trump is a devil himself, and just the opposite's true. We know this because the brainwashing has been so successful. That's on a personal level of, of the regular people. That being the politicians are really puppets. Their liberals are really just tools. They're not the they're not the brains in the outfit. Joe Biden's not the brains in the outfit either. Is Susan Rice? Barack Obama is not the brains in the outfit, either, even though he plays a high up place in that pyramidal structure but ultimately the people that are using them i say the difference between the shadow government and the deep state is the deep state is a glove and the shadow government's a hand inside the glove that works the glove and that's what i believe and i believe that there's people that want to destroy this country because we're we're in the way of a new world order we're, we a sovereign america stands in the way of a new world order and that new world order, H.G. Wells said it. He said it in 1940. He says, uh, countless people will hate the new world order will die protesting against it. But hopefully we can kick their, you know, what's. Thanks. Thank you, Flash. It's incredible. Let's hold the phone lines until right after the break, and we will be joined in this order. You will be next as soon as we come back, and you will be right after that. 609 407 open phone line. I mentioned that uh, President Trump's lawyer said that um, Merrick Garland's depiction of what went on at Mar-a-Lago and the events are inaccurate. And that is um, unbelievable. I mean, why? It's going to be provable what they did and, and all of that. I mean, uh, I, I believe Alina Haba, uh, who said these things. Now... Merrick Garland did say that they presented a copy of the warrant and and all of this to to Trump's people. Well, they went there on purpose because he wasn't there. So then, you know, it's not criminal uh, because that would typically be what they would do when they do their like like they did to Roger Stone or to Paul Manafort or all these other people. Notice they're only Republicans that get this treatment. So they cannot say they're not political. They are political. And it's not criticizing the field agents they're, they're, they, these scoundrel politicians masquerading as law enforcement have the audacity to get all righteous that people are criticizing FBI agents. No, they're not. No one has criticized FBI agents that I've heard. They're criticizing you. 
Quote, they asked for a copy. They wouldn't hand it to them. And if anything was given to them, it was not until after the search. So she's she is sharing with you. And also, I think this is going to be interesting because the uh, folks that came for this uh, raid demanded that the surveillance system be shut off. They wanted all the cameras turned off. Thankfully, the staff there had the presence of mind to refuse that. I don't even want to call it order that request. So one day it would be interesting to see the video of them snooping around and cracking the safe and going through Melania Trump's wardrobe and be very interesting to just see all that, wouldn't it? Uh, To give you a little bit of texture, a little bit of flavor for what they did. It's 30 minutes past the hour. The Hurley in the Morning program continues. Your calls at 609-407-1450. And I know we're going to get in more than three calls. So you'll be caller number three. Hang in there. You'll definitely get on, I promise. All three that we have uh, signaled will get on when we come back. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Harry Hurley with a bunch of stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Mark Giantonio, president of Resorts Casino Hotel and chief executive officer, is the new president of the Casino Association of New Jersey. Let me just say, in, in brevity sake, he'll be great. Watch. Watch how great he will be. Philadelphia is becoming Deadwood. It, it just is. Check out my story. And I blame the mayor and I blame the D.A. And hey, New Jersey, are you concerned about your federal government power grab? From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. You will not be chewing or swimming through muggy air today as deliciously dry air has returned to South Jersey. We'll see a high of 84. Early morning clouds and sprinkles will give way to sunshine this afternoon. Breezy at times and nice and warm. Clear and comfortable tonight, low 63. Sunshine tomorrow, high of 82. Increasing clouds and 83 Sunday, maybe a late day shower. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Do you have questions about Medicare? For Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Uh, 37 minutes past the hour. Mental health break coming up. We're going to need it. Yeah, you have to admit. I mean, the pace uh, and the the stress of it all, the um, unpleasantness of so much of it, it's not even to mention, it's just the politics of, of what's going on right now, not even to mention how stressful the uh, daily life has become because of the economy and how difficult things are. I, I, I remark often on and off the air at how easy certain things used to be and how difficult they are now. Even even like motor vehicle, things that used to be so simple, ordering something, knowing you could do it, getting a plane ticket, you knew you were going to get on the plane, and you also knew your plane was going to take off and relatively on time. Nothing is easy anymore. And I'm just wondering, I mean, it, I, I can't imagine that we can accept this as I mean, I know Democrats are great at just saying, oh, it's just the way it is now, the new norm. When things are terrible, when when we couldn't grow, 
even at 2%, the media running cover for Obama said, uh, this is the new norm. Well, of course, Trump becomes president, and we immediately were growing four and a half, five and a half percent and beyond. So that wasn't the new norm. That was the new abnormal, as usual, everything the opposite of what they say. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, boss. How are you, sir? Good, and thank you for asking. Okay, good. Hey, I just wanted to clarify with you right off the bat, and then I have uh, another question for you, but I wanted to clarify on my call yesterday. I think I did a poor job on my call yesterday. I really do. Um, I was not to mean that you should just willy-nilly walk up on a canine dog. You know, there's no way you should ever do that. It even says it on those squad cars. Caution, stand back, police dog. Okay? Right, right. I get it. Same thing with Disney. Yeah, yeah, and and the vests that they wear that say don't don't pet the dog. No, I I got I got it. It 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 unfolded one way, but I I got in the end what you were saying. Uh, so let's not belabor that point. The the fact that the dogs will hopefully be in the schools, and when the officers are walking them around, children will see that, and and it's a positive. So I I know where you were coming from. What's what's today's news? Yeah. Today's news is uh, you you want to talk a little baseball or no? Sure, of course. Well, all I can say is meet the Mets, meet the Mets, oh, step right up and meet the Mets. You know what happens okay? when they start bragging? I'm telling you, not you. It's just, <laughs> no, I'm not. You, whenever whenever no, anybody were... starts bragging, all of a sudden they'll go on a five game losing streak or something. Look, they have a great record, second best record in baseball right now. And they're playing very well, getting DeGrom back and getting healthy again. I mean, the Mets, the Mets are a contender. It's, it's either going to be, I, I, I will tell you that the World Series championship, and I think was still whatever it is, 60 games left. This is not ridiculous. It's not like I'm naming 25 teams. The World Series champion this year will either be the Yankees, the Dodgers, the San Francisco Giants, the Astros or the Mets. I've given five teams. That's not terrible with still 60 games left. I guarantee one of those five teams will be the World Series champion. And soon I'll winnow it down to two or three. Well, you just named ESPN's top five in the power rankings. And I don't even, and and I don't even read them. But as you know, I am a baseball yeah. fan. I watch the Yankees every single game. I don't usually catch the whole game, but I get as much of it as I can. That's why I buy the baseball package. And I do follow uh, digitally, if you will. In, in the old days, it would be box scores in the paper. But uh, you can't even get a Phillies game in the paper. It's so bad anymore. That's why newspapers are they're just dead, dying and dead. Uh, right. If you're not changing, you're dying. You know the expression. So... I follow all the teams, and right now, uh, the Yankees are two and eight in their last ten. Several, maybe even four or five, one-run heartbreakers that for the whole season they would win. Now they're finding a way to lose them. Uh, the Mets are turning it around. Dodgers, after a bit of a downfall, are on fire. They've won either nine or ten in a row because I haven't checked if they played yesterday. They were nine in a row, not counting yesterday's game. Uh, Giants, I'm not following as closely as some of the others. Astros, I'm always keeping an eye on because the Yankees have history with them. Uh, There's 
there's good teams. I mean, the the parity is um, better than it's been in recent years. Yeah, you know who I feel sorry for, Harry, is Aaron Judge. He, Why? He keeps hitting homers because he keeps hitting homers every other day, and uh, and they're, and they're now they're losing games. Yeah, but don't feel sorry for him. He's, he's five home runs ahead of Roger Maris's pace, and that's the record. I don't count any of the steroid stuff. Uh, he's got 99 RBIs, 46 home runs. Uh, he's batting 302, I think. He's the absolute consensus MVP. Uh, how do you feel sorry for a team with a 10-game lead and a guy that's putting up numbers like that? How do you feel sorry for that? Uh, uh, just in their last stretch is all I'm saying. I mean, yeah, but that's why that's why they play the games, Matt. It's a 162-game season. The, 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 in baseball, you're always going to have a period. I, I don't know if you remember one of the greatest Yankee teams ever, and it was part of that um, era when they won three in a row with Joe Torre. Should have won the uh, fourth one. How that 2001 series got away is, I mean, just inexplicable. Mariano Rivera had it, and uh, it, he just he just didn't get it done, and then they lost game seven. So uh, it would have been four in a row, but in the midst of that, season i think it was a team that won 114 games uh during the regular season they had a i don't even know what to call it i was gonna say a tremendous but that sounds like it's good they had a horrific uh slide at the end joe torrey was actually worried because how you're playing at the end is that how you're going to play but then of course the playoffs started and they just played phenomenally well you are always going to have ups and downs in a 162 game series i'm not at all concerned when they won 15 in a row or whatever it was, that was fantastic. They're 2-8 and eight right now over the last 10. I'm not concerned at all because it'll turn around. They're too good to lose uh, at this clip. So uh, don't feel sorry for a first-place team with a 10-game lead. Got to run to the break. Your calls continue right after this, 44 minutes past the hour. Don't try this at home. Leave it to me. Your trained broadcasting specialist, I am early in the morning, proud, humbled to be a part, a part, a small part of WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. Mark Levin. Biden is back, I think I read today. What are they talking about? Has your situation improved? The Iranians are on the march. The communist Chinese are, are within a wink of invading Taiwan. What the hell are they talking about? The border's wide open, and it's a success. More spending, more debt, more inflation. Biden's winning. But America is not. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. We're back. Let's get in as many calls as we humanly possibly can in 10 minutes' time. And in broadcasting uh, in a talk radio, two-way talk radio format, 10 minutes is a, is a nice amount of time. We're going to get at least three calls in. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. You know, you know how I know that what happened to Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago was a raid because they wasted precious airtime over and over again telling you that it was not a raid. Yeah, I think, I think also, Andy, the, um, the uh, AK-14 assault weapons and dozens, it wasn't hundreds, but it was at least three dozen 
uh, dozens of agents. I, I'm very comfortable that the vast majority of people on Fox News, if not everyone, has called it a raid. I don't watch any of these Democrat bozos. So I guess if you're on MSNBC or any of the liberal networks, they call it a, a search warrant was served or they have some other way to say it. But uh, our lion eyes, we know what we saw. It was a raid. Well, Allison, I watched a clip of Allison Camerata a joke. narrating. A, a former Fox News uh, reporter turned just one of the um, the lefties. She is a joke. Go ahead. Well, she was she was narrating when they raided uh, Roger Stone's house and repeatedly used the word raid, 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 raid. What is the difference between what happened to Roger Stone and what happened to Donald Trump? I mean, a helicopter, multiple helicopters, amphibious vehicles, uh, and some other things. But other than that, it's the same. It's the same. If one's a raid, by definition, the other would have to be a raid. Now, and you know what else? I'm even angrier hearing this now than I was when it first happened. Watch the clip of James Comey talking about that. Remember, he changed what Hillary Clinton did from grossly negligent to careless uh, uh, carelessness in order to then not charge her with a crime and went and stood before the cameras and listed everything that she had done that was a crime, but then said that no prosecutor would bring charges. And this is the same stuff they're trying to hit Trump with. Now they're saying that they were looking for documents related to nuclear weapons. Yeah, well, uh, to be precise, they're not saying it, but leaks to Democrat news outlets say that. Okay, so the, so the Washington Post is reporting that this is what, what they're getting from FBI leaks mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But listen, so is it is it not true that Barack Obama invited the Russians to come here to check out our our weapons system? Uh, not, not only just Russians, but the Russian highest generals. Andy, I promise we're going to get three calls in, and believe it or not, it's been more than three and a half minutes already. I've got to go. But yes, 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 and yes to everything that you said. And it is a raid. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Um, I'm concerned about, still about the way we vote in New Jersey. They still allow drop boxes, yeah. which are, are not secure as a method for submitting votes. What are they going to do when somebody shows up on a security camera depositing Hundreds of ballots in a drop box. Are they going to eliminate the whole box? No, they're going to count. They're going to count them. To sit- they're going to count them. Yeah, is what but they're going to do. Jersey law says you can bear only a maximum of five ballots, maximum. So if you see somebody depositing, somebody you can't recognize depositing five hundred ballots in a box, you can't differentiate them from the legal votes that are in there. But they're obviously not legal votes. So I think drop boxes should be abolished. I do too. And every. Everybody in the board of direct uh, the uh, board of elections should answer the question: How are they secure as a method of voting? They're not. And they're not. They and not if you abolished. if you notice, uh, the ones that have video cameras, not all, but some of them that have either video cameras or video cameras nearby that just happen to be able to also have a wide enough uh, area to pick up 
what's going on at these drop boxes. I mean, every drop box should have a video camera. I mean, but but of course, Democrats don't want that. And you see these people that why would anybody go to the same drop box like dozens of times? And we know that people have done that. Now, this is what Democrats want. They want to cheat. This is why this election is still going to go okay. But there's a lot of pressure. Republicans have to win by so much in order to overcome the cheating that takes place. That's right. But the New Jersey election law says every drop box has to have a security camera on it. That doesn't prevent the misuse of the box, though. No, you so no. They, in other words, right. you just have film of the crime. But if it's not prosecuted uh, and if nobody cares because they just want these ballots to count. Look, if it ever got to the point where Republicans really got in this game and did better with the vote by mail and the Dropbox type stuff, then you would see the Democrats drop the hammer all of a sudden. Oh, my God, there'd be prosecutions and all kinds of things. But for right now, they know they win with all of this and that's been over three minutes so i gotta go with you final caller this hour welcome to the program good morning well good morning harry uh what a sad week uh you know uh harry i mean i think people got to remember one thing that uh the the trump family just uh you know buried their mother i mean well they don't care that's pretty egregious right right there right they don't care they would have done it on the same oh, night. They would have done it on the same night. They don't care. They 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 celebrate that. These are animals we're talking yes, about. But the, but the American people, I think, need to be reminded a little bit. And I think that the women, um, you know, I myself, I, uh, you know, they didn't have the right to go into Melania's personal private. Well, so, evidently, I'm either sure the, let, listen, it. Craig, either if it's the Secret Service agent, they say there's a new Secret Service agent that may have been the one that went to the FBI and said that there are documents here or whatever uh, may not be. But that's one of the, you know, because they're not telling people what's going on. You, you hear what you hear. So whoever it was that went to the FBI uh, and who knows, maybe nobody did. Maybe they just did this anyhow. But there seems to be a lot of reporting that somebody on the inside uh, contacted the FBI. That seems as though that will probably hold up to scrutiny as time goes on. Uh, and so they come in and, you know, and, and I think I think checking Melania's clothes and things. And I have a non I, I have a, a nondisclosure agreement with President Trump. We, we obviously left on very friendly positive terms but uh he's had the um the ndas for many many decades and i i happily he paid me very well uh and i very happily left and signed my nda so there's certain things i can't say but i can say this much he's very guarded about his wife's personal belongings clothes and things like that i have personal knowledge to this uh and i believe the reason they went in and touched the clothes is because they wanted to trigger Trump. I really believe that because I don't think I don't think any nuclear documents were in Melania's panties. Do you, Craig? I just don't oh, no, think it's so. Just disgusting. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. I'm not saying they touched her underwear because I don't know what they touched, but they definitely went into her closet. Uh, and there was I don't think any reason to do that. Uh, I don't I don't like what's happened here. Uh, I think it's just it's as un-American as it gets. 
And I'm looking forward to early January and the announcement of the first hearings when Merrick Garland will be compelled to testify under oath and Christopher Ray, and the whole rest of the Peanuts Gallery. And then they can boo-hoo-hoo, don't criticize the FBI agents. How dare they act like anyone's criticizing the FBI agents. The criticism is for the leadership. All right, it's over, Craig. We got to go because when we come back, Brother Don, and it's a mental health break, I, I have to turn this this garbage off. I've had it. Uh, we're going to talk about a great summer of live music entertainment that's been taking place. That's next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, and not a moment too soon. We really need it. I hope you agree. I, You know, you never know. You disappoint some people that want to just keep the pedal to the metal and and just focus on this incessant 24-7 news cycle. And now it is the raid. And I promise you that that will then be forgotten. It won't be forgotten, but something else will replace it. And there'll be the next O.J. Simpson trial or Little Mickey from the Little Rascals or Kaylee Anthony or the new trial of Scott Peterson. Can you believe that 20 years later? If, if, if that judge awards a new trial, and it's not impossible, it's not impossible. I think it's a little flimsy, but if the judge says, hey, look, this biased juror, you know, uh, didn't reveal these things in the voir dire. And, you know, if he gets a new trial, can you imagine? I mean, the media will have orgasm. It will be nirvana. Scott Peterson, 20 years later, a whole new trial. Oh, so we've just got to turn this stuff off at least once a week for an hour. I, I hope give me some feedback on that. I get mostly good feedback. And sometimes if if someone didn't have something, you know, in agreement or nice to say about it, they might not tell me. Uh, but let me know if you agree that at least one hour a week we should do a suspension of all the politics, all the hot talk, all the negative news, because I think it's I think it's healthy. And obviously, we've been doing it for many, many years and people haven't complained that I'm aware of. So in any event, I set this up a couple of days ago where I asked Don, number one, and if he disagreed, it was, still would have been a great hour, but he happened to have agreed. I said, do you agree or disagree with me that this is the greatest summer of live music concerts in Atlantic City history. And I'm not even speaking about the casino entertainment policy, which has also been fantastic. Don agreed. Now we're going to back it up. Have you ever seen anything like it, Don? This this quantity and quality. It's been a great summer, Harry. No, I haven't. And it's so great because, you know, most of the stuff we're going to talk about is, is free entertainment, Harry. I mean, it's, it's you know, uh, like you just said, besides the Casino entertainment, which is is vast, the, the shows that have taken place in Atlantic City, and in, in Summers Point, Ocean City, 
uh, there's just so much happening and it's just, it's great. You know, I, I love it. And I, and like you say, you, you gotta get, you know, you have to let yourself enjoy life again. There's just so much yeah. stress in this world. Stress and negative and it's too much and you gotta, you gotta turn it off once in a while. So I'm happy that that's what we're going to do this hour. All right, go back. Then we'll go forward because obviously there's a tremendous, I want to say card of music because there's so many different country acts this weekend, including Luke Bryan and some other very recognizable people and the volume of of country music talent that is here and the sessions just unbelievable uh now of course that's not free i don't think there's a three-day pass for that and it's it's rather pricey but there is a lot of um quality entertainment and it doesn't come cheap and they have to be paid so i'm not criticizing you know in order to do this uh you know free ain't free so and sometimes you got to pay even a free concert has sponsors and different things. But let's break it down. We'll talk about some of the great concerts that have already taken place. And I know there's some more that you're looking forward to that haven't even happened yet, including John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band that we're going to be publicizing. And as my understanding, there's two appearances by them, one in Atlantic City and one in Summers Point. We'll get there at later in the hour. But let's talk so far. You've been to so much of it personally what are some of your highlights thus far? Well, there have been so many, and I really have tried to avail myself, Harry. And, and let me just say first, I'm having the worst allergies of the season ever since this rain hit. <clears throat> so excuse me for that. But the, um, I think the Graham Nash show, Harry, which was this past, this past Monday night, uh, first off, at age 80, Graham Nash from Crosby, Stills & Nash, from the Hollies, people forget that he's – Graham Nash is so great. He's in the Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice, you know, because he uh, is also the founder of the Hollies, which is that great English band, Harry, that was created in, in uh, tribute to Buddy Holly. So they, By the way, can you think of anybody other than, say, like a Paul McCartney, Beatles and Wings that has two such incredible runs? I guess you could stretch it and spin off to people that started with a group and then went individual, but... That's two different groups. That's hard to do, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's very few. Den- Denny Lane, Harry, of course, with Paul McCartney and Wings, and also uh, with the Moody Blues. He's also a duel. And I think I'm trying to remember if there's someone that has three and they've been inducted as a solo artist because that that can happen, too, of course. You know, so like a triple header. But, yeah, Graham Nash is so great. And, and I will say it, he, he just turned 80 uh, this year. The level of his play was extraordinary. That 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 show happened to have occurred at the Ocean City Music Pier, courtesy of my my friend Bob Rose, BRE Entertainment. Harry, they do such a great job. Now, now Bob Rose is having an MVP season, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, yeah. They're having the best. I, I said to him just the other week, the the best year ever. I mean, the, the planning that went into this season, uh, just flawlessly executed. Great shows. You know, a week before that was the Bacon Brothers, Harry, who we love. Kevin Bacon is just, the guy is just extraordinary. You talk about Fountain of Youth. I mean, he looks so tremendously well. And Michael is a musical genius, his brother. And that was a lot of fun. That's right up there. So when you say that the best show, and look at all the shows that Carmen and Nancy Murata have brought to both Atlantic City and uh, also uh, Summer's Point, which is just every week just keeps getting bigger. The crowds that come to the beach on Summer's Point on Bay Avenue is so historic. But 
they had uh, Dana Fuchs, Harry. I know you know her. Your audience may not know her, but I, I rank her right up there with the greatest shows I've seen this year and in a long time. But she's she's a roots kind of rocker, Harry, that infusion, you know, of R&B, rock, and, you know, sort of, you know, even some Janis Joplin-type feel. Uh, she was in a great movie there was a Beatles kind of theme movie called Across the Universe. Do you remember that one a few yes, a yes. few years ago, Harry? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And and she steals the show in that movie. I mean, she she is so sensational, and she knocked him out on the Atlantic City Boardwalk, Harry, coming off a world tour that ended up in Germany, where where she rocked Germany for a week, and then came right to Atlantic City with a new album. And so she was great. I mean, people, you know, pick up on Dana Fuchs, F U C H S. Dana Fuchs, and she is just sensational. And that's, you know, I I, you know, I always try to, you know, mention the people that bring these shows, Harry, because first off, it's so much work. If anybody, you know, like we book a few shows, Glenn, Lily, and I, we love to book shows. And to book one show, you know, here and there is one thing. But Carmen and Nancy Murata, they're booking 30 shows in a summer. I don't know how they do it, but I'm so happy they do. And, you know, they'll tell you they get a lot of help, Harry, you know, from their sponsors and but you know they're doing the work and uh two of the greatest you know live show promoters we've ever had you know from the tony martz fame of course and there are a lot of us harry and i know a lot of people listening that spent quite a bit of time in tony martz in summer's point i'm one of them and that was the home of great live music harry where conway twitty became famous uh Lee Von Helms, you know, uh, talked to Bob Dylan about what he was doing right on Bay Avenue in Summers Point. And, you know, that all happened right here. Harry. Some, some of that, you know, seminal stuff, Del Shannon, you know, some of the seminal stuff in rock and roll history happened right there at Tony Martz, Harry. And sometimes people forget that. But, you know, so we're, we're we've got that, you know, as history, along with the Steel Pier, of course, which was so famous for history in the 20th century, but we were really lucky, Harry. You know, you and I talked about this. You know, where else in America can you have all these opportunities, Harry, to and have to choose? Like, what do I want to see? There's so much happening. You have to actually make a choice, you know, on a given day. But we're so lucky, and we have been, you know, growing up when we did, being able to go to Steel Pier every week and see the greatest headliners in the world playing right here on the boardwalk in Atlantic City. So we're very lucky. I concur. And as we unfold all that's been happening, I really think it answers the question. There's just no other jurisdiction in America that has this volume nor this quality of entertainment. And it's really exciting. You know, I I just filed a piece. It's up on the uh, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app or the website, however you navigate our digital content. Uh, The digital platform is at your service And there's something incredible going on right now where the Atlanta County prosecutor and his staff, 30 of them, starting at 6 o'clock this morning, 10 minutes before the sun even rose. But this was not a raid. This was not anything negative. It's very, very different than that. It's the opposite of that. Uh, Check it out. I'll squeeze it in somehow, little trinkets of what I wrote about. But check it out uh, because it's um, really good work. And that is the Atlantic County prosecutor and the Atlantic City acting chief of police and some of the Atlantic City Police Department personnel that have embarked on a project where today they're actually serving some of the most vulnerable people in the Atlantic City community, the homeless community. 
it's real. You know, you heard about they're clearing people out for the concerts last week and all this stuff. Uh, this isn't that. Uh, it's really good. It's good work. It is good public service uh, work and public safety work. Uh, check it out. We, we have a, a very readable story about this on the app, on the website. With Don, I am his slightly older, two minutes older, identical twin brother. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 23 minutes past the hour. Back to music guru Don Hurley right after this. It's Harry Hurley, his twin brother. For my friends at Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals, are you seeing the back-to-school commercials on TV? It's happening. It's almost time. I know. But there are still plenty of hot days ahead. Ambient Comfort is offering a back-to-school discount of $50 off any repair to your air conditioning system or heating system before Labor Day. We've talked about the signs that your system may need repair. We talked all about it. If you're not comfortable or you suspect a problem, don't wait. Call now. Ambient Comfort. If it's a minor problem now, that's much better than waiting for it to become a major problem later. You can trust Ambient Comfort to keep your family cool for the rest of the summer. They can repair any system regardless of who originally installed it to help keep your system running and running effectively and efficiently and comfortably for your family. They are giving you some homework. If your system is getting bad grades, call Ambient Comfort before Labor Day and save $50 off any repair. They are on the web at ambientcomfort.com. NJ.com. That's ambientcomfortnj.com. And tell them Harry Hurley sent you. You can call them as well if you prefer at 856 213 6586. 856 213 6586. All right, Don, take it back where you were. Well, welcome back, everybody, and always, Harry, a pleasure. I love I love doing these segments with you. I'm, I'm yeah, me really too. Happy to be here today, yeah, thank the, you. Uh, especially this year, because, like you said, it's it really is it's, it's the best summer we've seen yet, and there's just so many people you know to help bring this. And but they, I got to tell you about this show coming to Ocean City Music Pier, Harry. You know, I love that venue. It's it just keeps getting better. The uh, configuration of the theater, the sound system is as good as ever. There's there's video uh, elements to it now when they need them. And, and so here's this group, Harry, girl named Tom, girl named Tom. I know you know them, but they are the, uh, the last season's winners of the voice. And it was so interesting because they were the, uh, I enjoy that show, you know, cause it, 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 it starts out. It doesn't matter what anybody looks like. It doesn't matter like image or any kind of, you know, tricks or it's just, it's all about the voice, you know, about how well you can sing and play. And so, uh, Here's this group. They they lead the whole thing off. It's the first audition. I don't think this has ever happened before. But the first audition of the season, uh, all four of the stars turn around for these these guys. But the, the hey, by the are- way, for those who are not list are not fans or just have never watched uh, the Voice, if you get four chairs to turn around, that's pretty magical. And and obviously, when four chairs turn around, it's interesting to see how the contestant becomes the big dog. Because they almost beg to to pick, you know, to pick them. You know, when you get a one chair turnaround or something like that, 
you know, it's a whole different story. So when you get four chairs that turn around, it's a big deal. Well, it really means you crossed over, Harry, because yeah. you know very well you have, you know, Blake Shelton's the country guy. Then you have John Legend, of course, R&B and his great soul stuff. And so when someone turns around for all of them, it means they, they crossed over all genres. So they, this group, Girl Named Tom, it was two two brothers and their sister, and she's Tom. That's the, the, the hook, the joke, that these two guys, they wanted another baby brother and they got a sister and they nicknamed her Tom <laughs> when they were little babies. So uh, they uh, had these amazing three three part harmonies, Harry. That you know you only get with siblings. I mean, there's great groups, and in fact, they did a great song by Crosby, Stills and Nash, which got my attention right away. Which was a song called "Helplessly Hoping." It was uh, from their debut album in 1969. But uh, I heard these three voices all at once, and you know, just magical harmonies like you get from the Osmonds or the, the, the Jacksons, you know, the Everly Brothers, people like that, you know, siblings that have those innate harmonics, you know, to be able to create a sound like that, where you know they're all different, but it all blends, and it's just beautiful. So this group is is going to play. Uh, this coming Monday night at the Music Pier. So check check Ticketmaster, check the Music Pier box office. But, you know, Bob Rose and BRE Entertainment, the, the Music Pier in Ocean City, they really, they did something here because some shows can go by, Harry, and sometimes they're, they're unnoticed. But this is one, you go see this show and you're going to have a great time and you might not even even have seen the voice or you know heard of them before now but hey do me a favor go back to that comment that you made just a couple of minutes ago about the rare three-part harmonies and how you basically have to be from the same gene pool or it sounds terrible i'm just being honest you know there's a magic to voices that blend so when you are siblings for example there's something similar about the tonal quality, so the harmonies can be amazing. For example, Donnie and Marie, great duets uh, for the reason that we're talking about. Now, that's a duet. That's not three-part harmony. But talk about how that works, and we all know there are examples when you put certain people together, they sound terrible together. They might be great uh, solo performers, but you put them together, and it's just awful. They just don't. For whatever reason, they don't blend well. Talk a little bit about how that works. Well, it, it's just to me, it's it, it, you know, there's there's certain pitches, certain tones, the harmonics involved in in creating a harmony. So, you know, what's the chance that Stephen Stills, Graham Nash, and David Crosby all met each other? I mean, that could have never happened almost in this world. Three guys that can sing that well together meet each other. You know, in, in California, by chance, Graham Nash, all the way from England, you know, because he loved the music here so much, he, he came. Uh, uh, I got a great side story about that. Maybe we could talk about it just a little bit. But with Graham Nash, I just talked to him. But uh, the uh, so what's the idea? You know, here, when you have the Osmonds, for instance, seven-part harmony. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know anybody. And, you know, Andy Williams even said it. He said, you know, my brothers and I, people forget. You know, I guess you could say, now that's seven, so it's not the Jackson 5. That's five. Jackson 5, that's also great harmonies. Oh, prolific. But what I'm getting at is imagine adding two more, yeah. you know, so it's it's not just now, you know, like a choir of, of random voices. It's It's these siblings with these, you know, similar but different, you know, pitches and tones and intonations all that kind of stuff you know it all happens not randomly but by genetics in that case but so 
uh, Andy Williams talked about, in fact, when uh, Ed Hurst and I, I think we did the very last interview ever with Andy Williams. I think it was the very last because we didn't realize how sick he was because he sounded so well. And, um, you know, he talked about the steel pier and all that. But when he was talking about singing with his brothers, now there's a guy, Andy sang with everybody, you know, but there was never a sound that he was able to recreate that he could do with his own brothers for that very reason, the genetics of it, you know, the voices. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. And so when you get a chance to see something like that, it's special, you know, and this group, they're, they're so much fun. Girl named Tom, two brothers, their sister, they've got another great player. I can't remember uh, his name, but just great. And they, they were the first trio that, you know, have every once in a while, like a duo or a trio sneak in on the voice and they, they all hear it's more than one voice. Cause you know, it's all, it's all blind audition and so that's interesting right away but no trio had ever you know multi uh performer group had ever won the voice yeah. until these guys hey by the way sidebar on that i'm a big and we have to go to the break anyhow i'm a big fan if you want to comment on this on the other side of the break if it's worth a comment the time will be yours or we'll go wherever you want to go but i'm a big fan of that blind audition thing there are whether people admit it or not you know, nonverbal communication or being able to see someone is very different than just listening to someone. I would say this. If you had the voice with four chairs facing the talent, you might pick different people. There might be a look. They might not be as good a singer, but they might have some great look. So it is you are picking someone purely by the tonal quality and anything that you can um deduce deduct without being able to see the person or persons i always love that about the voice i'm still a bigger fan of american idol just because you know uh, that's where i started with these types of shows but the the blind audition aspect of that i think allows someone that might not be as attractive as someone else or not have quote unquote the look or whatever to break through because somebody picked them purely by what they sounded like if they sounded great and you see the reaction they turn around they get to see the person and then there's that reaction now that they've actually seen the person that they heard something to that that i think is very powerful we'll be back uh in just a few minutes i'm hurley in the morning hurley's in the morning this is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. 32 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Mark Giantonio, president of Resorts Casino Hotel and executive chief executive officer. New president of the Casino Association of New Jersey. I have the story. Philadelphia is becoming Deadwood. Yeah, we have that story, too. We have a much more beautiful story that's happening in real time right now. Atlanta County Prosecutor. Atlantic City Chief of Police and Jewish Family Services, and also the federal government power grab. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Morning clouds and spits of rain will give way to sunshine this afternoon. More importantly, it is not going to be humid today. It will be breezy at times and nice and warm. High temperature around 84. Clear and comfortable tonight. Low 63. Really nice day coming up for your Saturday. Sunny and a high of 82. Increasing clouds on 83 Sunday with a chance of a late day shower. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. 
1450 AM. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me today at 3, but now back to Hurley in the Morning right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. It is 40 minutes past the hour. I was just sharing something with Don that I learned about uh, probably several weeks ago, but I had no direction about ever making it public or anything like that. But a really good guy has gone public with it now. So, I, you know, in this audience, and I think this is very fitting for the positive hour that we're having together. That's not about any of that other stuff that we typically talk about that can wait till next time we talk about it again. Uh, I feel comfortable mentioning this now because it is a matter of public record. Steve Smoger, who's been a friend of mine for decades, a great professional boxing referee and he was a great attorney and a great judge uh he needs everyone's prayers and because this is now public i'm going to comment for the first time uh he he has battled long covid 19 which is awful for those who have had it in his case it turned into pneumonia as well and it has done certain things to him that we're praying every day i'm not going to go into too many details that he'll be able to rally and recover from but i join with ray mccline who is calling for everyone to send up our prayers and love out for our good friend steve smoger who has been ill since april i'm now reading ray mccline his facebook page he's currently suffering with covid and pneumonia and is in need of all of our thoughts and prayers for a speedy recovery and Don, I know how well you know Steve, and I know this comes as a great shock to you. You know, Steve and I have been friends for 40 years. You know, we we both served for many years on the Atlantic City Police Athletic League, where Steve, you know, lent his legal skills and boxing expertise. He was so valuable that when we were on there, Harry, because, you know, he was able to, he knew the game and he knew the law. You know, it was just everything you needed to you had to go to steve smoger and he you know steve's such a great guy you know it was so funny i'll, I'll tell you a quick story we're uh we're giving away tickets for that it was that great boxing uh, uh i'm sorry basketball league that harry who used to play in atlantic city they were champions semi-pro basketball team um oh man everybody uh, oh hold on uh, well, well, oh uh atlantic city seagulls Seagulls, that's it. Yeah. So, uh, and also the name of the famous hockey team we yes. had, you know, with Art Dorrington and all them. So, great homage to them. And so, they're giving away tickets, Harry. And, and Roy Jones is coming in. And I couldn't believe he was the greatest boxer in the world, pound for pound. And he's he's a great basketball player, by the way, too. But so he comes in and plays this game. But they have to play uh, Peoria, right? So, <laughs> um, we're at the we're at the board meeting, and you know where I'm going with this. Uh, so. I said, well, yeah, of course they have to play in Lake City. They they don't play well in Peoria. Nobody <laughs>, laughs. Nobody laughs, Harry, except for Steve Smoker. And he can't stop laughing. Because he gets it. I was so, <laughs> oh, yeah, he got it. It was. I guess, you know, you had to be old like us to get the joke. I don't know. But it was just, you know, this breaks my heart to hear this because Steve is just always helping people, always a, a beautiful heart. And we got we to gotta pray for him because you can get over this, Harry. My, my, my friend Christopher Cross, the great singer, he went very public with this. COVID affected him very similarly in, in ways where 
sometimes it, it, it affects the central nervous system. And in Christopher's case, he was in a wheelchair, Harry. He thought he was maybe never going to walk again or, or certainly not play again. And he's right out there on his 40th anniversary tour playing better than ever, singing better than ever, playing great. He was just here on the music pier in Ocean City just a few weeks ago. He looks great. So, you know, these things, you know, how it affects everybody. And that's the thing about this COVID, which is so dangerous, how it affects people differently. And in Christopher's case, that Gilliam Barre syndrome got involved. And uh, it was it was very difficult for more than a year for him. But he came back and Steve's a very strong guy, Harry, always physically active. That That's and- why I want everybody to pray for Steve, because I know he's um He's get he's having it very rough right now, and I don't want to go into details, but you you just gave an example of someone that came back basically from being paralyzed and couldn't sing, couldn't do much of anything. And I've listened uh, to the cuts that you shared with me, Christopher Cross, uh, on the tour that you've been at, I think at least twice uh, this summer to see him. He sounds absolutely spectacular. And, And in his case. He's got to hit notes that are very tough to hit as you get older. Oh, yeah, his range is so high. You know, this kind of fits, Harry. You know, we were talking about it. And, I, again, you know, all prayers to Steve. I really uh, – I'm, I'm really going to pray very hard for him. Steve Smoger, a great, great man. But the um, – I, I was talking my very – in fact, it was my very – I think it was my – no, it was my second interview I ever did for the music show that we did with you, Harry. And um, – <clears throat> excuse me the uh christopher cross it was so interesting because I, I i he had won everything in 1980 he was the the new artist of the year record of the year album of the year if you remember he won five grammys in one night it never happened before someone just repeated it 40 years later last year as a matter of fact but he had the record for 40 years five grammys in one night and we talked about how things had changed and it was virtually right after that because christopher cross said it didn't even matter what i looked like if it was all about music it was about you know the music i was doing how i sounded you know how good the records were and by the way that's the point i was making about the voice when they're picking people only by what they sound like because you know human nature i mean there's even unconscious bias if you see some gorgeous person man or woman and maybe they don't sound absolutely great, perfect, you know, pitch or anything like that. You might pick them because you're picking a style. You're picking somebody that you can package and somebody that could look great. I mean, let's let's put it this way. If Carrie Underwood didn't look beautiful, would she be as big as she is? Because if you close your eyes, she's angelic the way she sings. But I think the whole the whole package matters you see what i'm saying oh Harry, if you remember this is so interesting you know because uh it was right after 1980 you know disco had just ended i think people were looking for a new sound you know and in fact it's always an old sound because everything goes back to those great songs harry that you know uh, america's greatest gift to the arts the great american songbook if you think of everything just go back to them Everything goes back to yeah. them. By the and, way, I got to get the last break in, Don, so we can have a nice closing segment. I, segment. I think you're going to want to comment on this. If you go back in time, when television first became of age, it didn't matter what you look like. Today, it does matter what you look like. I guess what I'm saying is, I guess we're more superficial. Uh, things matter now that didn't used to matter. I go back and watch. You, I know you love them, and I love them. 
I go back and watch these old shows. It's people with brown teeth, crooked teeth, not good looking at all. Uh, what you would call character actors today, if they got lucky enough to even be able to be in the show or in a movie. It didn't matter what people look like back then. Uh, it does now. I don't think that's that's not opinion. That's not hyperbole. I mean, that is that is fact. And it's not for the better because there's some tremendous actors out there that don't get to break through because they don't have, quote unquote, the look that someone is looking for. Back with Don right after this. I am. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Thank you. Welcome back. 53 minutes past the hour and uh, another successful mental health break hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. Don, I made a comment about in days gone by and all you have to do, I don't know if it's called Me TV or I think now it has a different name. Uh, because the the company that our good friend Larry Menti used to work at, um, I don't think they have me t- TV anymore. But in any event, the the channel that has the older shows, it it in days gone by, they didn't care what anybody looked like, did they? No, you're you're so right, Harry. You know, there's and there's another channel I want to bring to people's attention. <clears throat> Excuse me, I just picked up on this FETV. It's it's eleven fifteen. No, no, not eleven fifteen. It's uh, ten ninety five. I'm sorry, ten ninety five on Comcast. Yeah, all high def and these great shows. Harry, the Lone Ranger, and Perry Mason, and so many great shows. But that's another one besides Me TV, which I think is channel two on the dial, and then it switches you over to the the high def. But um, you're right, though the the, the visual aspect. They, it was talent. There was acting skills, and you know the the. Uh, theatrics and and all of that because you're right that you look at some of these stars like you know humphrey bogart i mean he may not be a star in the 21st century i mean you could go right up and down the list i mean uh would jimmy durani be a star today would um uh who knows uh you could just start picking these different big actors that i don't know that they would get the chance today they'd get knocked out in some casting call or something yeah, well, I was thinking about during the break, Harry, I was thinking about, you know, disco was ending right around 79. It, 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 I, I can almost picture it all because we all talk about it. People, you know, in, in music shows and radio uh, business, uh, you know, at disco, they, it ended like in one night. It was just over, done. You know, and it was so and it was so great. I loved disco. I mean, a lot of people didn't like it. I really loved it. And but it was here. It was the late 70s. Uh, MTV was just in the horizon, and this group, the Buggles, Harry, remember the Buggles? They did a song called "Video Killed the Radio." Oh Star. yeah, that was huge. That was the song, yeah. and it was kind of like you know one of those you can almost draw a line, like a demarcation line, uh, and that by no accident, that song "Video Killed the Radio Star" was the first song that ever played when MTV launched in America back in 1981. So. Uh, it, it was then it was the production, you know, the, the gimmicks, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. For instance, I many, many years ago, <clears throat> excuse me, Harry, my daughter introduced me to Lady Gaga. I'd never heard of her. So I said, OK, she says that, you know, you love music. You listen, listen to this, you know. So then we're watching a video and, I'm, you know, and she's in like a, a meat suit. Like the suit was made of like beef, you know. I remember like, that. 
Yes. Yeah, like raw meat. I'm talking about like raw meat, yeah, you know. Yeah. And this is the suit, you know. She's wearing this, this outfit made of meat, you know. <laughs> and I said, wow, she's, I, I said, she's so good. What, what does she need the gimmick for? I just didn't, I didn't get it. But even as great as she is, she had to get noticed, Harry. She had to, you know, get fame in any, you know, in any way or a, a certain way. Then you could pay attention to the, uh, the voice, the talent, you know, the writing skills and, and all that. It's, yeah. it's interesting. It is. All right. In the, uh, wow, three minutes that we have left, what are some uh, highlights of what's yet to come this summer that hasn't happened yet? Well, there, there are some great stuff, Harry. Uh, I was just saying before, take a look at that show at the, mu- the Music Pier in Ocean City with Girl Named Tom. It, it, it's going to be one of the best shows of the summer, Harry, and many people won't even realize it unless they go see it. And it's nearly sold out, I think. So check Check that box office at Ocean City Music Pier, Ticketmaster, Bob Rose, BRE. They're they're bringing it just like Carmen and Nancy Murata. They've got the best is yet to come. By the way, do you think it's possible that a girl named Tom could ever experience what others have? Uh, Lady Antebellum, for example, had to change their name. Uh, they were under so much pressure, so they're Lady A now. Uh, do you think with this whole pronoun stuff and political correctness and this wild stuff i guess i'm violating the rule of mental health break but is their name ever going to be a problem for them i don't think so not this juncture i mean if it was it would have been already harry because how intense were things you know over the last year and a half or so so well i mean lady antebellum had their name for quite a while before it was no no, no, what i'm what i'm saying if it was going to happen it would have happened already when things were really I think we're less woke than we were a year ago. Like, thank God. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go with that. Uh, I think you're right about that. If it was going to happen, it already would have happened. But that's how crazy things are. Uh, anything's possible, it seems. And so, and Harry, there's the real thing. I mean, here was this family. They nicknamed her Tom. It was you know, it was their own joke. There's no nothing harmful about it. it doesn't need to offend anybody. They're but great. you know how it goes though with the people that are in this business. It's like a cottage industry. People trade off of it and make money and all kinds of things. They don't care about someone's story. They'll they'll be offended by it. And once they're one person's offended by it, uh, it's outrage uh, if they can get you know energy behind that. 30 seconds, closing comment. Then we're going to pivot to a great weekly segment that we, we've been doing this since the beginning of the air show. We love to feature wonderful people uh, in the run-up to the Meet AC, Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show, and we'll be doing that. A quick comment on about 20 seconds. Yeah, just I would just tell people, check TonyMartPresents.com. Check out their whole schedule, Harry. John Cafferty, Beaver Brown Band, World Class Entertainment, the Cal Sills. Nobody sings better than them. They're still great 50 years later. Uh, they'll be here at the end of the summer, right on the beach in Ocean City. Uh, so there's great stuff. TonyMartPresents.com. Thank you. we got to cut it right there. Uh, Greg Whitmer is here, Air Boss for the Meet AC, Atlantic City Air Show, Thunder over the Boardwalk, and Howdy McCann Jr. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground. 
to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. I absolutely love this hour that we do. We've made sort of a tradition out of this and about the six or so week run up to the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show Thunder over the boardwalk. We visit with various prominent people involved with America's largest midweek air show, which is pretty amazing that that's us. And uh, I think after almost 20 years, uh, the, the jurisdiction has earned it. It's it's a great show with a great vantage point that is unmatched, I believe, anywhere in the country. So this is no exception. We have two great guests this first half hour, and we'll be followed with another great guest in the second half of the hour, Mike Greco from the FAA. And so we'll talk about what the FAA role in all of this is. But joining us now, and he and I go back a number of years, and well, so so, so do I with Greg as well, because he's been here uh, for many, many years as well. Uh, and he's not new. You know, people are saying new air boss is not new, and we'll maybe even torture that for a moment. But we have Greg Whitmer, who is the air boss for this year's air show. And we have Howdy McCann Jr., who I have named the finest air show announcer in America. Uh, he's a modest guy. He he hasn't corrected me anytime I've said that on air. So that's my story, Howdy. I'm going to stick with that. Uh, Howdy, it's great to welcome you back, my friend. And uh, ditto, Greg. Thank you, Eric. Good morning to you both. Let's 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 start with the announcer because he gets he gets to talk about everything that's going on and we'll feather in back and forth between the air boss and the announcer. Howdy, in terms of you doing what you do, and I do believe I'm, I'm not saying it to be your friend or to be a nice guy. I mean what I say and people that know me. This is our 31st year doing the show. I don't lie. Uh, I, I know a lot about your business now. I've made it my business over the last 20 years to learn a lot about it. And I think you are the best at what you do. And in terms of calling an air show, how would you verbalize your responsibilities? Ooh, I've been told that an announcer can make or break an air show, actually, especially a performer. That's much a show itself, but a performer. You can mess up a performer's act big time announcing wrong. Yeah, I just want to say right up the top, Harry, you call me prominent and great in the, the first sentence of your broadcast. I said, wow, See? I've never been called that prominent and great in one sentence. Almost. There you go. We just broke that record. Then. <laughs> we set a new record. But that is true. I agree with that. I, I do believe an announcer could really mess the show up. And so if I said to you that I think your job is to compliment the show, we always talk about radio being the theater of the mind, and and it, it may be somebody that's listening and has no visual, your responsibility is to paint a picture, isn't it? Basically, yes. Yes. Um, it's like, well, Harry, I know Greg will probably agree with this. You and I both have the faces for radio. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the first to tell you that for sure. But... <laughs> that's funny. I can hear you laughing back there, Greg. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's just try to tell the people what's going on. Put, try to put... Personally, I try to put the, the crowd in the cockpit with the performer, what he's going through or she's going through inside the cockpit of the airplane during some of their maneuvers because you, you will never experience that driving your car down the road. 
And what's yeah, that's, yeah. It's not going to happen. That's true. And what's also pretty cool is you do get some of that sound from the cockpit, and you do have some of the announcers from the different apparatus uh, that you know come in, and they also participate. So there's a lot of neat elements to this, Howdy, aren't there? There is. You, you could get a, a performer out there, and lots of times the performers, the pilots, don't want to talk on PA. Some of them do, some don't, and it's kind of it, it's interesting over the years that you, you get a couple performers up there, and they have a great act, and they're great people, but the radio just sucks, and you can't hear it when they start broadcasting through the air to the to me on the ground to get it back over the PA system to the crowd out there. It's just it's a shame that you tell them later on, so your radio really you got to get that radio fixed. You just really can't hear you. And they, they're the ones that really want to put themselves out there and, and discuss their performance to the crowd. One, one of those glitches you go through. Yeah, understood. And then you you as an announcer, you have to go with that. If, if, if it isn't audible and or it's all of a sudden you can't hear, you take it back. And these are things that come with experience. And the listener just doesn't even even know. They just they just go with, you know, the, the competence of the announcer. One other follow up for, for announcer Howdy, and then we're going to get Greg right into the uh, into the mix here. Uh, what do you think it is about the Atlantic City venue? And you call it and you've called it for many, many years now uh, that makes this particular venue so special. It's just like a realtor. It's location, location, location. You're Atlantic City. You're on the beach. It's a free show for the public. You can walk the boardwalk, you sit in the sun, and go swim in the ocean. You can sit in one of the casino hotels and watch the show. But how can you not like that? That's that's a great part of the Atlantic City Air Show. It's so true. And, Greg, uh, welcome to our broadcast this morning. Wishing you all the best. Uh, you're not new to this. I know that some people have been saying, new air boss this year because David Schultz, you know, isn't here for the first time ever. Uh, Greg's always been here. You've been air boss. You've you've alternated uh, with David in many many ways. So this is this is not new for you, is it? It is not. It is not. I've been uh, I've been to all all the events that Atlantic City's had for the air show, except for one, um, and I had a conflicting uh, problem with that one. But uh, yeah, I've done them all along with Dave, and uh, I mean this is second nature for me to take over as a primary air boss for the show. Let me ask you your thoughts about the Atlantic City jurisdiction. Obviously, you know, I'm a homer because this has been my home my basically my entire lifetime. I moved to Vermont for one year, but we knew we were coming back. That was a uh, strategic move, a professional move that I had made for one year to come back home with more experience in the hotel casino industry. And, and we've been here uh, for a lifetime. W- what do you say about the Atlantic City jurisdiction? I- I'm, gonna, I'm not going to try to load the question, but we think it's pretty special. I'm. I love Atlantic City. I mean, Atlantic. The Atlantic City Air Show is one of the most favorite air shows I do uh, all year. And it, like Howdy said, location, location. I mean, you're at the beach. I love the beach. You know, you've got the casinos, you've got the boardwalk, you've got all the fair on the boardwalk. Um, it's a great event. Uh, there's no downside to it, really. It, it's it's very enjoyable for us as an air show team. Uh, and we love putting the show on for the public down here. And for weeks now, we've been interviewing performers every single week. And each person has said this, that when they're up there, then they see the crowd. It's just as far as the eye can see. 
up and down the boardwalk, everywhere you look, up and down the beach, and so on. They get really jazzed up. So it's a very special jurisdiction, uh, Greg, for the performers as well, isn't it? It is. I mean, they, they kind of get off on the fact that there's so many people down there watching them, and they enjoy that. You know, when you pack them on the beach and pack them on the boardwalk, and they look down or they're inverted and look up, uh, they love it. They enjoy it. And, you know, our aerobatic box proper is about uh, just under two-mile stretch. Um, and flying into and out of the box, you get further up and down the beach, and it's it's packed. Like, like you said, it, it's packed with people. You know, when we interviewed about a month ago, I guess it was, the Sergeant First Class, the leader of the gold team of the uh, U.S. Army Golden Knights, he told a story about how special it is for them that they actually land show central and they walk up. It's it's like a gauntlet. They walk up the steps to the boardwalk and then there's a lot of people, including children, especially. And he actually told the story, which I didn't know, that uh, I knew they had children help them pack their shoots, which is just a beautiful thing to do. And And even if it isn't on purpose it's it's a tremendous recruiting tool because this particular master sergeant who is the leader of the gold team just an incredible guy uh he was one of those children that packed one of the shoots for one of the golden knights and then that put him in the direction that that's what he wanted to do for his career how cool was that howdy comment on that i did not all right greg go ahead greg that's that's fantastic isn't that amazing? He, I mean, it was. I had, I had chills. I had chills when he said it. I wasn't ready for it. I posed the question because I see them because I'm right next. Actually, I'm right next to Howdy, uh, where our ten is and our broadcast remote studio, and I watch them and I see them. Rock stars, you know, they're coming through. And and then I knew they did the thing with packing the the parachutes and stuff. When he said he was one of those children, and then look what he became. That just blew me away, and it shows you uh, that air shows work. Obviously, it's a huge recruitment tool for our military. People learn things they otherwise would never be directly exposed to. So besides the fact that it's a whole lot of darn fun, uh, there is a very important purpose to all this as well, Howdy. Quick comment, then we got have to take a quick break, and we'll have one more segment together. Howdy, I'd like you to comment on that. Well, that's totally what it's all about with the, with the Air Force, with the Blue Angels, Thunderbirds, Golden Knights, Army. It's a recruit thing. That's what the show is for. It's to recruit new people into the service. So this is what you can be. To have somebody like that on the Golden Knights team, that's fantastic. I didn't know that myself. It's a great they, story. Their members changed over the years, too. That's right. That's exactly right. But it, it goes to show... The process works, and I don't think there's any any arguing that. It's 17 minutes past the hour. We are visiting with the air boss himself, Greg Whitmer, and also the uh, official air show announcer, Howdy McCann Jr. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, all because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station and your home. For the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show, Thunder Over the Boardwalk. We're going to do a five-hour broadcast, and then I turn it over to Howdy. So we're on for five hours with a star guest lineup that's going to be unbelievable. 
of elected and appointed officials and other community newsmakers, uh, president of the, of the college, multiple senators. I mean, it, we're going to do our part to jazz everybody up. Uh, and, of course, we're going to meet with some of the folks involved with the air show itself and talk it up. And then we turn it over to Howdy McCann Jr. at about 11 o'clock is what I've been hearing uh, is is the start time. Maybe, Greg, you can shed some light on that when we come back. We also ask our listeners not to forget the practice day, which is almost the entire air show. So it is not only just the Wednesday midweek air show, it's the day before. And it's even now people coming in a couple of days before and staying a day or so after, which has made this with other events that are surrounded uh, about it, uh, not just a one-day thing. This is an, an enormous uh, multi-day happening here in the world's playground. We'll be back with David and I'm sorry, with Greg and with Howdy. I am early in the morning and we'll be right back. When I said David, I meant David Schultz air shows. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Summertime at the Jersey Shore. The glitz and glamour of Atlantic City's casinos. Jersey's best pizza on the Ocean City Boardwalk. Great rides in Wildwood and miles and miles of bumper-to-bumper traffic. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 wants to keep you moving with expanded summertime traffic updates Friday afternoon through your ride back Sunday evening. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 23 minutes past the hour. And uh, I do. I want to say his whole name because uh, it's really such a great story. And I know I'm going to talk about him during the pregame show. Uh, and that was Sergeant First Class Jesse Robbins of the Golden Knights. He's a team leader of the Gold Demonstration Team. And uh, such an amazing story. And it, it goes to show you, uh, and I think it's pretty cool. I don't think we're beating a dead horse on this. You could be a child at an air show one day, and then you could be in the show who knows, 5, 10, 15 years later, you could be in the show. Or in the case of Sergeant First Class Jesse Robbins, you might be the gold team demonstration uh, demonstration team gold team leader. So it's quite extraordinary how that can uh, – how fortunes can change like that when you get exposed to something and then you decide that that is what you're going to do with your career, with your life. I think it's pretty powerful. Howdy, I've never asked you this question in all the years that we've known each other. How did you become an air show announcer? What got you there? I had a lot of friends in the aviation. We flew together, and they flew air shows, and I was sort of the gopher. I'd take my airplane, I'd put smoke over whatever they needed, the back of my airplane, haul to a show. Because we were just doing little backyard shows around the state. And one day, one of the guys, if you announce me, i got to go fly with you and ask for me. Went, huh? <laughs> Well, y'all get the shot, and I guess they kind of like the way I did it, and it, it sort of stuck, and I've been doing it for the past, good God, probably 40, 45 years, I guess. It, and, I, and I have to point out, Howdy, something that you know because you're a pro, but doing versus being able to talk about what's going on, as you know, there, there are great doctors that, that, that could fix your brain, but if you brought them on a radio show, they would completely collapse and, and not be able to handle it because they're good at what they do, but they're not good at talking about what they do. Uh, just because you can fly, just like certain professional athletes are very good announcers, but there are many that would be terrible and they're not announcers. So you were able to, you can fly, 
and you're able to talk about flying. There's there's um, there's something to the point that I'm making. There's a talent there. I but, think there is, and I think it's also being flying gives you a better venue of knowing what's going on inside the cockpit to describe what the pilot's doing out there. I mean, I've flown aerobatics. My airplane is not aerobatic capable, but I fly RC airplanes, and they are aerobatic capable. And what it takes to fly a full-scale airplane is the same thing it takes to fly a scale RC aircraft. So I've learned aerobatics, what the guys are doing and gals inside the cockpit, flying RC airplanes. So you can start with an RC airplane and work way up to become a pilot. There's no question about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, it gives you a wider spectrum of observation because you've been in the cockpit. I agree with that. And, of course, there's great announcers in, in all sports uh, that never played, and they're terrific announcers. Like Bob Costas was never a professional athlete that I'm aware of, but he's terrific. And, you know, Mike Greenberg's a very good announcer, but you wouldn't want him. You wouldn't pick him first in the schoolyard pickup game. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's uh, that's exactly the the depth I wanted to get out of that question with Howdy. Greg, let me give you this opportunity. Uh, we've got a few minutes left in, in our time together, and then we're going to welcome Mike Greco from the FAA right after the bottom of the hour break. Uh, tell us about what does the Airboss do? Well, the Airboss is basically in control of all the aircraft that are flying at an aviation event. So uh, we have ground teams that launch the aircraft uh, out to the runway, and then the Airboss takes over from that point, and they'll fly their routines, and I'll be talking to them, and then uh, I'll give them landing instructions, and then they're back with our ground team to park them. This show's a little bit different. They'll launch under tower since they're coming from the Atlantic City Airport or flying in from other areas, but they'll all be talking to me on the radio, um, and I'll clear them into the aerobatic box for their performance and then back out. So, in effect, I'm just like an FAA air traffic controller, but it's at the aviation event only. I love it. Uh, that's a really good and important point. As I said earlier to Howdy McCann Jr., the announcer, his job is radio and his broadcasting the theater of the mind and telling a great story about what people are seeing, or if they're just a listener, uh, what painting something that they can actually, wow, I feel like I'm there because of what Howdy is saying about, you know, all these nuances that he's so good at doing and explaining what's happening in real time. Are you sort of, for the layperson out there, Greg, are you sort of like a conductor? You could say that. I mean, all, all I really do is, is usher, I'm more of an usher. I usher in the aircraft and usher them back out. And once they're ushered in, they do what they do. I mean, they're under their own control. I just point out if there's any issues, if there's any other aircraft that come in uh, to the aerobatic box that aren't supposed to be there, I let them know that. Uh, I will tell you this. You really have to have your head on a swivel and be thinking three and four moves ahead of where you are in the schedule in order to coordinate this dance that we do in the air. What a great answer. What a great answer. I appreciate that so much, Greg. That was uh, that was awesome. Howdy, we'll get a quick comment uh, from each of you, about a minute or whatever you take uh, to close out, and then we'll get ready for Mike. Uh, Howdy, in the run-up to an air show, you always know, like, where you're going next and all. What Do you give thought to, like, hey, you know, Atlantic City's next? And what, what sh- do you have a pregame thing that you do? To a point, yeah, there's not a whole lot I can, I can pre-do because I'm announcing what I see, not what they're going to do. True. Uh, the guys the guys and ladies flying airplanes give me, most of them give me a recipe, which is just their maneuvers that they're going to fly. 
in their backgrounds the same, but what they do in the air is different. And you, you know, aerobatic sequence is not a given. Something happens. They have to break. There's a bird in a, in a box. They got to avoid the bird that breaks that maneuver. That I can't say what they're going to do. They're going to do a roll here and they do a loop. Well, you, you call what you see. And I, I want to step on the fact that talk with, with Greg there. The air boss. Greg's been there every year, like he said, except one year. But he's been also air bossing that show every year too. Not just Dave up there. It's there's two air bosses working there. Greg's been there and he's done the show himself with Dave on the stand too. So this show is unique with, we're, we're going to have what, three air bosses there. Anthony, Eric, and Greg both. And Anthony and Greg be down in the house to stay with you and I. Eric be on top of one of the casinos back there ushering in the planes because we can't see him on the, on the uh, boardwalk coming behind the building. So there's a lot going on that Greg and Anthony and Eric are taking care of out there that nobody ever sees. Nobody even knows what's going on, what they're doing up there. My job, all I got to do is talk, and that's what's going on, what I see. They're trying to get things going for what's coming up. It's a lot more work involved than people know, being an airball, especially Atlantic City. That that is uh, so important, what you just shared, Howdy. Greg, final question to you. In terms of, I've always believed that the Atlantic City Air Show, this year, Meet AC, Atlantic City Air Show, and they've signed at least a three-year uh, deal. So it's going to be the Meet AC, Atlantic City Air Show for at least the next three years. I I, I just know that there there is a, so much work that goes into it. Nobody nobody talks about that because you just want people to have a great time. Nobody wants to hear how it's how you know the sausage is made and all of that. But the I think the pace of the Atlantic City Air Show every year is just something that I enjoy so much. Does a lot go into the order of events, Greg? Yes, tremendous amount. I mean, I've been working with Dave for several months now on building the schedule. Uh, once we had our performer list pretty much set, and we've been adding military flybys and that sort of thing. So it, it's actually a, a nice even flow. And this year we have about a 34-line item list of flybys and aerobatic demos for wow. everybody. Wow. And it's just one to the next. And we like to pride ourselves on the fact that if you take a minute or take two minutes to go to the bathroom, you're going to miss something because we're nonstop all afternoon. Love it. Greg, uh, all the best. Safe travels to you and Howdy, and I uh, can't wait to welcome you to Atlantic City. Uh, and uh, I really enjoyed our time this morning together, guys. Thank Very you. Looking, forward we'll to it, man. looking forward to seeing both of you as well. Uh, safe travels to Atlantic City. When we come back, Mike Greco from the FAA will be with us. And we have until Brian Kilmeade until six minutes past the top of the next hour. So we're not even at halftime yet. We'll be back. In just a little bit, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. It's 38 minutes past the hour. And I'll tell you, I've been really jazzed up about this half hour that we're going to have with Mike. Because we all know, I mean, they're so famous. You think about it, three letters that we all know so well, FAA, and probably even more so since September 11th of uh, 2001, because obviously so many things changed, how we we fly and things we have to do before we fly. Do you remember just getting on? You brought a suitcase on. Nobody checked anything. Uh, I remember getting on planes, carrying a bag on. Nobody knew what was in it. Uh, And just simpler times. Obviously, it can't be that way. 
because the world has changed and and it's sad in that respect. So we all know about the acronym FAA, Federal Aviation, you know, all this um, administration. But we don't get to talk to the FAA very often. So I'm excited about this. And we have a very, very special guest, Mike Greco, who I know is is a great man. He's the manager of Enterprise Services Test and Evaluation Division for the FAA. So with that little um, little uh, intro, uh, glowing intro, because you've earned it, Mike, uh, we, I meant what I said. We We know of the FAA, but a lot of times people don't get to hear maybe some of the things that we're going to be able to talk about. So let me welcome you to the program. Great to talk to you, Mike. Thank you, Harry. Privileged to, to be here and really appreciate you having us on. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. I feel the same exact way. So tell us, uh, because I think we can only imagine, what is the FAA role in the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show? Uh, yeah, uh, thanks, Harry. So, um, yeah, so we've been involved with the show since uh, since the beginning, since 2003. Uh, the Greater Atlantic City Chamber, as you all know, um, yeah, was the coordinator of the air show. Um, a lot of volunteers and a lot of moving parts to make this show happen. Uh, listening to your pro, I've listened to your book. I'm a big fan of your show, Harry. By oh, the way, Just thank you, show. thank you, Mike. Uh, yes, sir. yes, sir. Um, so, I've been listening to your broadcast this morning. Um, you know, you had uh, you had the air boss Greg on and the announcer Howdy. Um, the real professional Schultz Air Shows is a real professional organization uh, that, of course, has been through the. Um, you know, I've been, been with the show since the very beginning. So it, it's a partnership uh, that the chamber leads. Uh, again, mostly mostly volunteers. Yep. Uh, it's amazing what it takes to put the show together. You mentioned it, like the, the work that goes behind the scenes. Uh, I can tell you, it, it, it's amazing how it comes together um, every year for almost the last um, the last 20 yeah, years. Almost so. 20 years. And Mike, let me ask you right up front. I mean, obviously, just like clearing airspace, this is no, uh, you know, effortless uh, thing to do. I mean, there's a lot of coordination, isn't there? Uh, absolutely. And, and as you know, or, or for folks to know, the FAA's mission, you know, provide the safest and most efficient airspace um, you know, in the world. Uh, basically, I mean, the national airspace system is the is the is the most complicated, busiest, safest air traffic control system uh, in the world, and, and clearing space for this air show. Uh, you know, so again, working with the with the Airboss, our, our uh, the tower in Atlantic City, the Atlantic City Tower, and the Traycon, working all that. Um, just like Greg mentioned, you know, working with the ground boss and the Airboss to keep that airspace, um, you know, clear uh, to be safe, and and it's a, it's a safe show. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's just been a, it's been a great experience for the last twenty years. And then, for example, I mean, I don't expect to you know you know I don't know what you're allowed to talk about and what just stays you know unsaid. But I think about things because I'm, as you know, I'm a regular Spirit Air flyer. So if you were flying Spirit Air, I would imagine on that particular day, that plane's not taking that route that comes close to the Atlantic City coastline when they decide to go that way. Sometimes it takes a different route, as you know. So there's a lot of traffic that has to be um, dealt with as well, correct? Yeah, uh, correct. So, so the airport, um, the airport stays open. Uh, it's still an operational airport even during the show. So, you know, coordinating, you know, coordinate with that the air boss and coordinate with the tower uh, and the tracon. Um, you know, we 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 still ensure that the uh, the commercial flights, the um, the general aviation flights, um, you know, could still come and, and, and land and take off safely on um, the airport. So, so we don't close the airport. It's a very it's a very unique air show. Um, uh, you know, where the viewing is actually in 
uh, you know, in Atlantic City on the beautiful beaches of Atlantic City. Most air shows, the viewing is at the airport. Yes. Um, but but the, the amazing, the venue that's provided for this air show, um, you know, in the summertime, midweek show, uh, the, the amount of, of visitors and local folks that come to the show and enjoy the show on the great beaches of Atlantic City, it's just, a, it's just an amazing venue. And Mike, isn't that that's such an important point that you just made? Because the venue is away from the airport, that makes a lot of the communication that takes place so vitally important because it's remote communication. Exactly. And then all that coordination that happens, I mean, we start meeting as an air show committee, uh, with the chamber, we start we start meeting like in the in the February March time frame um, to prepare for this show, uh, and all that's taken into account. All the communication, all the logistics, um, safety is number one, just like it is for the FA and for this air show. Yep. Nothing's more important for the, you know safety, and and it's all revolved around that um, from everything from the air, from everything that all the Atlantic City folks, um, you know, the safety office in Atlantic City. Uh, the Coast Guard, uh, all those folks that are involved, uh, and even on the ground uh, at the beaches in Atlantic City, all the great support SJTA provides. Uh, it's all it's all revolved around safety, but of course, to have a great show and for people to enjoy a great show. We're approaching 45 minutes past the hour. We're going to take our final break of today and of this week of our broadcast week. We'll turn it over to Brian Kilmeade at six minutes past the top of the hour. And I'm pleased to report that Mike is able to stay with us until the moment that we sign off and turn the microphone over to my friend Brian Kilmeade. Uh, we do have an exciting Brian Kilmeade announcement that we'll be making uh, in the not too distant future. And our listeners, you'll be, I promise, uh, absolutely, if not the first to know, one of the first to know, only because uh, the announcement may be taking place uh, when I'm not on air, the initial announcement. But some exciting news we're going to be sharing with you. We're with Mike Greco from the FAA, manager of Enterprise Services Test and Evaluation Division, very important uh, executive and handles some very important responsibilities. Mike, when we come back, I want to talk about, I believe that the practice day is really important, obviously for the performers, but for everyone else in and around the show that's behind the scenes because it gives everybody a dress rehearsal day. I want to talk about the um, the show before the show and if you agree with me that that day before uh, is essential, and it's also awesome that the area, I, I understand it's not the the entire show, but it is most of the entire show. I'm not even aware of what few things are not part of the practice day. But I want to talk about the practice day. And Mike, if you agree or if, if you need to correct me, please correct me. But I, I would think that practice day is enormously important for everyone involved in the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show. It is the largest midweek air show in America. I guess this is year 19 of this idea that was hatched in the conference room of Town Square Media, about 30 or 40 feet from my studio right now with Joe Kelly. The I don't even know if they were the greater Atlantic City Chamber of Commerce then. I think they may have been the Atlantic City Chamber of Commerce then almost 20 years ago. But same same deal, if you will. Uh, and the idea was that Atlantic City could get a fill-in spot in in the year 2003 with no guarantee that there would ever be a second show. But this entire region crushed it and came out in the hundreds of thousands. I think year one was something like 
a 350,000, I can look it up. I have it in my, in my records even, 350,000 estimate, crowd estimate. And we have been on the schedule ever since. Really blessed and quite amazing. So, uh, Mike, when we come back, your take on that, if that practice day is as big a deal as I think it is. And I'll learn from you if I'm right or if I'm wrong. This is with Mike. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Our friends at Henry Repeating Arms are now offering a line of tribute edition rifles to honor those who serve our great nation, including active military, veterans, law enforcement, and sheriffs and firefighters in EMS, and so many more. These tribute rifles are embellished with high-end engraving and artwork. Look, I've never seen anything like it in a firearm, and I'm a collector. They are truly a collector's edition, and you can proudly display on your wall or give away as a gift. They're all made in America. It's a family-owned business of true patriots. Their motto is made in America or not made at all. And they're all backed by their lifetime warranty to protect you and future generations. I cannot say enough to rave about Henry Repeating Arms. Just check out their website, Henry USA. You start there. You'll get a free catalog. They'll also give you free decals and a list of dealers where you live. That's HenryUSA.com, free catalog, decals, list of dealers where you live. You won't regret it. I love HenryUSA.com. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM. 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. 53 minutes past the hour. We're visiting with the FAA's uh, great Mike Greco, uh, Manager Enterprise Services Test and Evaluation Division for the FAA. Right before the break, Mike, I put out the question, is the practice day as important as I think it is for so many reasons? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Um, important, uh, again, for to, um, to dry run, you know, dry run show day, which is the following day. Um, practice day is, is cr- uh, crucial, just like you mentioned. Uh, not only that, and you've mentioned it previously, it's a great day to see the viewing as well. Um, most of the acts uh, perform their, their entire show, not all of it. Um, but sometimes, uh, you know, the acts uh, do some other practicing that you may not see during show day. Um, like you mentioned, I think the first year of the show, I think your number is very accurate. I think we had about 300,000 uh, estimated um, folks. Of course, the, the show's free, so uh, yeah. we do an estimation, like you said. Um, there, there's been some years where the estimation was was, was about a half a million um, folks viewing the show. Um, so practice days usually a little less crowded, and uh, and again, some you know depending on the weather, uh, it, it's a great day to to view the show. Um, as well, and, and Harry, if you don't mind, if I could take like about 15 seconds to put a plug in for the FA Tech Center, if you don't oh, mind. Of course. Um, I, I appreciate it. So, so to kind of tag on the line uh, when, when you were meeting with uh, with uh, with Greg and um, and Hallie, as far as recruitment and retention in the aviation business and, and getting uh, you know some of the younger folks involved in aviation, uh, the FA Tech Center, and I know you know this. Um, you know, we've been around for for quite some time. We've been we've been around since the late 50s. Uh, and our, our major mission uh, is the research, development, test, and evaluation of aviation systems. And we're the premier air transportation laboratory in the entire country, actually in the entire world. We can actually replicate the national airspace system, the system that we all fly. And I'm a frequent flyer as well, just like you. Yep. Uh, and on Spirit Airlines a lot. 
Um, but the, but we, we tested we test programs coming into the national airspace system. Um, we're the gateway for new technologies coming into the, to the new airspace system. Um, and we're out there and we're, we're recruitment. Uh, we hope, uh, you know, the younger folks are involved in science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, we have all kinds of different professions at the center. Uh, about 3,000 folks work out there um, to, to, um, to fulfill that mission. And, and we do that on the boardwalk, by the way. We, we usually have an aviation, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math um, booth, along with we do a flyby as well. Um, for the FA with with an announcer that works with Howdy. I love so, it. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you, Harry. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that was time so well spent. I mean, and I, I know there's even things we can't talk about. There's top secret things that happen. I I wish people fully could process how many consequential things happen right here in our area. Uh, it's it's remarkable, actually, uh, things that you mentioned that aren't happening anywhere else in the country or in the world even. And it's right here in the greater Atlantic City area. So that's extremely special. Someday I'd like to just do a segment and talk more about what the FAA does, not just because we have an air show coming up. And Mike, tell, tell your team, I'm happy to put time aside uh, any time you want to talk about things that would be of interest to the public uh, that you're allowed to talk about, because I know there are things that happen that we can never talk about. Um, but that was great. I enjoyed listening to that. If you're just tuning in, it's Mike Greco from the FAA. He's the manager of Enterprise Services Test and Evaluation Division. Now, in terms of the order of events, I mentioned to uh, to Greg and to Howdy, I, I, I mean, I do my own small events, if you will. And I know that pace matters, order of events matters, the schedule of events for the Meet AC uh, Atlantic City Air Show. It really matters. It's not an accident that people are flying out of the sky with smoke coming out of their ankles with the American flag. And we see the Golden Knights and then we see them later. And and the pace of the show, I think every year is just outstanding. Uh and I was always wondering, and I never posed this question before on or off air, is some of the order of events have to be a certain way? Obviously, the apparatus needs to be there at a certain time in order to be in the show at a certain time. But this is not easy, the order of events, is it? Not at all. Um, but like you said, it's, it's well scripted. Um, Greg mentioned uh, you know, we, we do have a schedule, uh, but sometimes with aviation, you know, sometimes you have to adjust. And, and Howdy even mentioned that. Yeah. Um, but yes, the, the order of events is is very important. Um, again, and it's all it's all revolved around safety. But there have been times during the show um, where, for whatever reason, uh, and Greg mentioned, you know, we have a we have a we have a box in the sky, uh, and there's certain there's certain um, fixes and points that these that these performers have to hit at a certain time. Um, sometimes things happen. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, again, so working with the air boss and, and working with, uh, you know, working with our controllers to make sure it's still safe. Sometimes things do go a little bit of out of order, but mostly I tell you, it is amazing. Um, how well, when you see, when you see the lineup that comes out, uh, it's, it's always very, very close on exactly, um, the times that those aircraft and the performers, um, as you know, show centers at Florida Avenue, uh, right there by the boardwalk, um, and, uh, and 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 when it hits their marks, you see that right at show center. But sometimes there does have to be some adjustments. But um, th- that happens. But but we always get the before we always get them all in, um, and uh, and and it's it's a great show. Uh, and sometimes when you have to do those pivots, 
um, it's, it's worked out, you know, worked out fine every year. And Mike, I think this is probably accurate, but you will know if it is. Uh, it's choreography. I mean, when you're putting things on like this, and this apparatus is moving at certain speeds where timing is everything, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it is, a, it is a, compared to other shows, um, I've been to other shows, I know a lot of other folks that, um, that attend this show are, are very much air, air show uh, enthusiasts. The pace, is, the, the pace is pretty rapid, yeah. um, you know, on how we do that. So, um, yeah, so it's very, very important. And, again, working with the air boss, um, you know, we make sure we keep the pace up as much as possible. Again, some things happen. We've had, a, we've had some maintenance issues at times with some of the aircraft where there were some gaps. Um, but then we eventually fill, you know, fill the gaps with other performers. One of the things you touched on a little while ago that I want to amplify uh, in the form of a question for you to be able to, to talk further about it. And those just joining our program, it's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station because of you, ladies and gentlemen. And we thank you for that. And remember to remember, I don't think I ever miss a day of thanking you for that because it means so much to us, means everything to us. Uh, and we're visiting with Mike Greco from the FAA. We're previewing as we do every year, usually about six weeks before the air show on it. And we always do it on Friday in the last hour of our broadcast week. And we feature performers in the show this morning, the announcer of the show, the air boss of the show. And of course, this is such a, a neat wide spectrum of observation to have the privilege to present Mike Greco from the FAA to talk about how the FAA works within the whole sequencing dynamics of the show so it's really cool uh to have mike here today but in terms of the um the show itself i never lose sight of the fact that whether it was the joe kelly era when he was president and ceo of the greater atlantic city chamber of commerce or now the the michael chait era as president and ceo the second it's over there's a lot you think like just because you do it every year for almost two decades that you just mail this thing in the next show that's that work starts very very early there's a lot even though it's once a year and it's been every year for two decades just about 19 next year we'll celebrate 20th uh there's a lot that goes into this isn't there mike yeah, and we have a, um, and at the end of every show, uh, we have a hot wash meeting uh, with the chamber. Again, uh, Joe Kelly did start that under his leadership, and Michael has uh, taken that on. So we have a, a hot wash, lessons learned from the previous show. Uh, I think that's definitely helped for, for every show has been better uh, than, the, than the show previous. I mean, the first couple of years, um, you know, it, it, again, it was a lot to take on, um, like you mentioned. So, um, but, we, you know, we found our way. We, we put on great shows. Uh, even in the beginning, but every every year, um, you know, the show's gotten, you know, every year the show's gotten better and better from the lessons learned we, we learned from the years before. Uh, we review all that, and, and, and just like you said, pretty much once the show's done, almost immediately after, um, you know, we start planning for, you know, we start planning for the next show. So, uh, so spot on, Harry. Mike, is it more, thank you for that. Mike, is it, is it more complicated than we know? You know, people think, oh, well, it's no big deal. They just, the airplanes are there and they just show up and, you know, uh, there's nothing to this. I'm, I'm not of that belief and I don't think any serious person is of that belief. Is it really technical in nature though, in order to be able to do, and I'm not, aware of everything you have to do i'm aware of some of it but restricting airspace 
and and reserving it for the apparatus that's permitted to be in the airspace. This is pretty technical stuff, isn't it? It's extremely complicated and uh, and very technical. I mean, I, I've been in the I've been in the business for for over forty years. Uh, been been involved in, in in a lot with with aviation and system engineering. Uh, you know. Uh, working with uh, you know the folks at the tech center to put new technologies into the national airspace system, uh, but this is this is extremely complicated. Like I mentioned, for a lot of moving parts, um, all around all around safety, um, you know a lot of other support we provide uh, from the tech center. We provide uh, you know we have an operations center at the tech center uh, that works with the the ground boss, um, you know on our ramp and and uh, you know in our hangar to, to help the pilot and all those logistics. Um, and to keep all that going and the communication communication is um is huge and and, and we'll definitely take you up on your offer to yeah. talk more about the tech center I Harry, if we can, yeah. if we can get a segment and we can really you know we can deep dive into all the work um that the tech center does i, I know i know you know our director shelly yak yep uh, under her leadership uh for years uh and where she's moved the center um since she's since she's been the director has been has been amazing i've been there a little over 30 years um, and we've grown in the last 30 years. Our mission has grown. Uh, and the work we do there, I think, I think you and your audience would really appreciate and hear, hear more about us. We're, we're kind of known as like the best kept secret, uh, in South Jersey, uh, with what we do. We used to be the, the National Aviation Facility Experimental Center, NAFEC, um, which I, which I know you know that. Yep. Um, and then we eventually, you know, morphed into the tech center in, in the early, in the early 80s. And, and um, I think we've we've done a lot better getting the word out on our mission uh, and what we do, but we really don't want to be the best kept secret yeah. in aviation and in South. Well, Jersey. I'll tell you what I, I I've spent the last thirty one years uh, making people famous. I'm I'm going to work very hard to make the FAA famous, and I I am going to follow up. I'm going to ask you to hold. Uh, we're going to go in about a minute. I'm going to ask you to hold, and we're going to each exchange uh, our, our cell phones with each other. The music is playing, but I want to give you 30 seconds to close out on this because I need a little bit of time just to uh, set up the weekend and the rest of today and such. But in, in about 20, 30 seconds, we all get really jazzed up. I get jazzed up as a spectator, as a pregame, if you will, broadcaster, as part of the station that presents the air show for the last 19 years. I get, exci- I get excited about it. Do you all at the FAA get excited about this air show? Absolutely. We look forward to it every year. We look forward to being part of the, the chamber committee. Um, it, it's exciting to see all the different aircraft that show up, uh, not only on our ramp, but also over at the 177th, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, with, with the Thunderbirds, which is, uh, you know, which is, which is the premier part of the, one of the premier parts of the show. One, one year, Oh, hold on. That'll be in our next interview together because we're out of time. Hold on. As I uh, as I mentioned, don't go away because I don't want to lose you. Uh, Brian Kilmeade is here. I've got to go. Don't forget the rest of the lineup today. 